0: Open up the app and the music appears. But you don't see the hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. Three minute videos, they spent filming those airports, sound check, live shows, studios, managers, promoters, labels, graphic design. There's a lifetime behind every rhyme. Victory, failure, profit and the cost If we don't pass it on, then the history is lost Want an album review? Then you're paying for ads You want a half-page story? Cost you double for that And the radio's the same, gotta show them the money Cause they shelter and their listeners like Bad Boy Bubby Ignorance is bliss, but it isn't if you're missing the foundation That's why we had this conversation You wanna know the real deal? Here it is You're tuned in to Biz, Beats and the beers.
1: All right, check, check, check. This is the Beers Beats and the Biz podcast back in effect for another week broadcasting live from the Shire Studios. We are back. And now before we get to this week's guests who are live in the studio, I'm very excited to have them. We just need to recap last week's episode right quick. We had Checkmate come through the uh, Thursday before his Visions album launch up here in Brisbane as part of River City Ruckus. He was launching alongside uh, Insidious, Prosper, Raven, um, and a handful of others. Insidious was launching his um, Quiet Achiever. Checkers launching Visions And probably doing numerous other songs I didn't make it unfortunately But I heard it was a fucking uh, great night A top night Good performances by all and fuck, man, what did we talk about with Checkers? Fucking everything. Conspiracy theories, broken tooth entertainment, hired goons. Fucking, it went everywhere, man. It was a long episode. It was a cracker. We can't thank Checkers enough for his time for coming down the studio. He's in Brisbane for a few days. So, yeah, we were stoked to get him. um Yeah, the label head, man. Like, fuck, he's been out here. Checkers has been about his business for fucking ever, man. Dude's been doing it for 20 plus years. He's a resilient motherfucker. He's a he's persevered through everything we talk social media we talk what it is to run a label over the course of 20 years and how to adapt to the times and how to keep moving and we talk relevance we talked fucking all manner of fucking subjects and once again like go support the music go check out the broken tooth back catalog you can stream most of it Um, it was a perfect companion piece to the episode the week before which was taunts so it's what taunts sort of missed checkers was filling in like a dime on the fucking skits and all that sort of shit like but man if you missed that episode go back check it out it's a fucking dope episode get into it thank you very much for your support and yeah once again thank you very much for your support with the fucking crewnecks the jumpers and uh the t-shirts all those are being shipped out this week if I am correct, sorry, we're recording this about a week and a half ahead of the actual episode dropping. This week's episode is being recorded, so we just got to do the timeline of events. And it's they should be coming to you, yeah, roughly this week, probably shipping out Wednesday or something like that. So you should be looking at your um, fucking mailboxes, your POs, your fucking whatever the fucks it'll be
2: end of this week you're listening to the episode yeah
1: so this episode is dropping on the 29th 30th thereabouts of july
2: so hopefully i'll get them to me door end of this week and i'll ship them saturday yeah friday saturday monday asap
1: and they'll be in your hands and once again thank you very much to everyone that ordered that the um yeah the response was fucking overwhelming really like these motherfuckers got in there and thanks to the people that ordered two thanks to the people that fucking ordered three didn't someone actually Should we shout out MC Tash for ordering one for her son? And, you know, like, big shouts to fucking Tash. And actually, big shouts to everyone, man. Big shouts to anyone that fucking supported. I actually didn't – I don't see them. Trav deals with that, so I don't know who the names are. But he was just telling me that Tash came through and, I think, bought three, didn't she? One for her son. Yeah, I think – she bought two. Corefly bought. Corefly. Corefly. She hates <laughs> being called Corefly. Corefly. Um, two. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter who fucking bought them. You know, uh, we appreciate who. We appreciate everyone. But, you know, like fucking, yeah, thank you very much. And if you want to support this podcast, we are out here. We are fucking in effect. We're fucking doing this. You can find us at, well, you can find us on social media at Beers Beats The Instagram, uh, Gmail, beersbeatsthebiz at gmail.com. Uh, if you ever want to help out, you can just fucking spread the word, or you can find us at patreon.com forward slash beers, beats, and the beers. And as we always say, any sort of fucking, um, any sort of contribution is a great contribution. You know, we're greatly appreciative of fucking anything anyone does. Um, you can head to iTunes, Apple, or oh, sorry, Apple Podcasts. iTunes is now officially fucking dead for what it's worth, or so I'm led to believe. It's uh, Apple Podcasts. You can like, subscribe, uh, sorry, rate, subscribe, uh, do all that shit, download, yeah, if you can't contribute, we uh, we get that fucking 100%, man. It's no stress. Um, just fucking do that. Just spread the word. Fucking at us on social media and we'll probably repost you. We'll get at you. DM us. Fucking follow. Tell a friend to tell a friend, man. We are the fuck out here now. Was there anything else? That's it. We need to get to these week, this week's guests. Uh, it's an honor for me to be joined by uh, these two individuals, Um. Dude, two very great friends. One dude has actually been on the podcast before and he brought the other guy down. Listen, let me get into this. Two fucking amazing individuals, two great friends, two fucking just pillars of what we do out here. I am excited. I am fucking stoked to have Bigfoot back. And with him, Heater. Hello, fellas. How you Gentlemen. Doing? What up? Uh, yeah. How are we? Good, mate. I got a, I got a two or five foal. Yeah, you're out. I think that's a show. You're done. Already. You're I mean, done. Yeah. done. Is that it? <laughs> you sat through the intro. Go, yeah, <laughs> you're all
3: good.
1: Now I hear you were fucking. I hear you were um, uh, queuing up slip mats last night, man. Yeah,
3: mate. man. So, um, <laughs> so we got Ronan in the studio and as well. Exactly,
1: man. We have Hippo Rex himself from PBS FM. He's live in the studio for Bees, Beats and the Biz as well. We'll probably get him on a mic at some point yeah, over the 15
3: of years deep this year. Of, um, 15 years fucking deep, PBS. man. And I was actually
1: fucking I was just saying off air just before we started, his fucking interview with Kings Connected, man, like was, Mm. you know, like fucking something else, man. So yeah, and and dude, honestly, like fucking, thank you for your contributions over the past fifteen years. Like, you know, and everything you're doing with radio, man. It's supporting everyone. Like, fuck, dude, you get Wolsey on there every week, you got Heater on there every other week, you got fucking every motherfucker, you know. And dude, I'm excited to have you guys with us. Like I'm excited to be here. Yeah, dude. And thanks Biggie for picking everyone up and driving. I know, man. It's like my Uber. eh? Yeah, Great, he,
0: he said he was going to get a cab out here or
1: something, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit of a fucking hike in a cab, man. It's going to cost a fucking I'll small fortune. Oh, just jump fortune. on the train. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. no. you won't. No, yeah. but I hooked up. Listen, I hooked up with these fucking boys yesterday afternoon, and he just said to me, he goes, man, I don't want you to make any notes. We're just going off script. We're just going to shoot the shit, yep, and we're just going to fucking talk. It's so, a combo like we used to do on our Friday night. Exactly, man. You know? Exactly. So, like, me and this dude used to get on the blower on a uh, any given Friday evening, and fucking hell, man, these conversations. I'd run a battery down. <laughs> Like that's how fucking i we'll call how you back in half
3: an hour man I'm just to yeah, charge my phone Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> straight
1: up bro Straight up So yeah it's fucking Dude it's super exciting for me To have both of you guys here oh, You know it's... because both of you guys Are out here Both of you guys are moving again Biggie yep. You just fucking Had the HG run of shirts up You're uh, working on new music yeah. you hey know. New music So Heath oh. What are you in Brisbane for? Um, yeah.
3: So we came up um, This weekend For the Mod Soul Weekender um, yeah. Which is an annual thing in the sort of the soul, yeah, yeah, the soul, the soul scene in Australia. Yeah. Um. So every year, like a um, a city will host its weekender. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a capital city. And so this year, oh, I've been coming up to the Brisbane one for about five years, mm-hmm. and the Watchers Step, uh, which <clears throat> excuse me, which I got put on to and introduced to by our good friend Len One. Indeed. Who you know, twenty odd years ago. Started teaching me about soul music yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and northern soul and so forth and all that sort of stuff in 45. So, yeah, through Len and, um, you know, going to these weekenders and uh, regular nights down in Melbourne, it's, yeah, man, it's just become a massive addiction over the yeah. last like 10 years or so. Yeah. Uh, we run a night down in, in Melbourne called um, Southside Soul yes. with with Ronan, yep. with uh, Mick and Gail Smith and um, DJ Lady Soul, Carol. Mm. And you just sort of, you know, these majority of the people are all like expats, you know, yeah, like they're yeah, all yeah. English dudes in their fifties, sixties, whatever. My God, they are dangerous, man. Yeah. They are dangerous. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit dusty today <laughs> no, just fucking. hanging out with those guys. So am I. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, they're fantastic. But you know, um, yeah, so once a year I come up to Brizzy and go to the weekend here and yeah. It's basically two days of uh, DJs from around the country playing Soul forty fives, mm. pretty much all originals as well.
1: Mm. And it's just oh, it's great, man. Yeah yeah yeah. The music's incredible. We were talking yesterday about how there is no dance floor in hip hop anymore really. No, there's not you know no, like we're
3: talking about that. You know you can't do the running <laughs> man at a no.
1: <laughs> and a
3: grime not without something, looking like maybe, fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not without
1: looking like a fucking idiot, anyway. <laughs> right? like, let's be perfectly fucking honest. Oh, I'll give
3: it two o'clock. I might have a crack at well, it. Well, of course. Do a couple of helicopters be, and I'll stuff. I'll probably
1: be attempting a worm by fucking 3 a.m., you know? Pushing turtles, maybe. But, you know, like you were saying yesterday, the dance yeah. floor man, like, yeah. you know, you get great turnouts to these events. Um, yeah,
3: absolutely. To so so this, this weekend I would have had probably, you know, on average about 120 to 150 people a night. It's so. a touring thing too, is it? No, no, just everyone hosts their own. So okay. every city will have their local nights, yeah, yeah, which might be like once every month or once every two months or whatever. And, you know, there'll be a few crews that run around and do that at different venues and with different people. And then every year someone will have the weekender, yeah. you know their weekend are in their capital city and then you have the nationals yeah so one city will host the national and that's that's the heavy hitters yeah 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 that's that's the dj's with you know like the 10,000 dollar records yeah 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 like 45s like so it's crazy yeah. man and especially since the whole sort of 45 things kicked off
1: Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. Um, 45 culture almost now, isn't it? Like it's really- Oh, completely, yeah. yeah.
3: You know, with the rebirth of cassettes and so forth. Mm, Um, True. And 45s just went through the roof. Like, you know, what, you know, two years ago was like a $5 record. is now a $500 record. Yeah, fuck. You know, but a lot of these guys have been, and and, and ladies have been collecting this stuff, you know, since the 70s or 80s. Of course. But yeah, the funny, the, the interesting thing about Northern Soul is that- is that, you know, it was played in, in the north of London, mm-hmm. but it was all music that was made way before they played it. Like it was all sort of '70s stuff. Yeah. Like the, when people go into these events, but it was all music from the '60s. Yeah. yeah. You know, from that transition, like early '60s R and B into soul music, into northern soul, and the northern, the classic northern soul sound is that like mm. stomping beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like almost yeah. an early version of sort of techno, you know, yeah, floor okay. to the floor sort of stuff. Yeah pumping rhythm, you know, solid kick drum, snare on the drum, dunk, 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 yeah. you know, yeah, which is one thing that kind of hasn't really been heavily sampled a lot until, you know, like guys like the RZA came out and started like sampling these soul records. And you're like, yeah. wow, man, because there's no real, traditionally there's not really like drum breaks in it. Yeah, That sort of came with funk and boogaloo yep. in, the, in the later 60s, Yeah, which is the stuff I love. So yeah. Yeah, I was like DJing last night, and um, yeah, the stuff. I, I love the northern stuff. I love the fast stuff, but also like that down south, um, sort of New
1: Orleans, faster sort of breakbeat,
3: mm. sort of funk.
1: Dude, I'm really like I'm f- I'm relatively uh, oblivious to too. Yeah. yeah, like I don't really know much about northern soul, but like you know, yeah. just through you and Lenny yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, Len, like,
3: Len taught me everything, man. Yeah, like, yeah, I know yeah, absolutely <coughs> everything to Lenny about yeah. uh, about. You know, my start in, in being a, yeah. you know, uh, a DJ at Soul gigs and so forth and everyone I've met along the way, like I'm saying, like Mick and Gail and Carol and Mark yeah. Mallett and all those guys.
1: You know, Are there real prominent DJs in Northern Soul? Like there's prominent oh, huge. Northern Soul oh, DJs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like
3: I was playing last night, I think I had a 10.50 slot, which is a really sort of big slot. Mm. And I was playing after a guy called Brian Williams and Brian Williams is just like the king, man. Like yeah. His records and... Yeah. You know, he's mates with like Delta and all that. Like, yeah, he, knows, yeah. he knows all the guys, Barrow yep. and all those guys. And um, it's just, you know, his records are just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah. As everyone that played there last night, you know, Ron and I had the conversation going, shit, are we, are we kind of a bit fraudulent in here? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I did have one little mess up last night, as I was saying to you earlier. <laughs> queued up a slip mat. <laughs> I queued up a slip mat.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, it was a fucking, it was a big afternoon, I suppose, It was suppose, a big afternoon because yeah. we had the record fair. That's exactly right.
3: So yeah, generally like, and the way it works up here in Brizzy and, uh, you know, you do the Friday night, which is a big night and everyone's sort of pretty sore. And then the next day you sort of, you go to a pub and everyone brings their records and just, you know, mm-hmm. flogs a few 45s and so forth and sort of get back to speed and, Know, then go to the Saturday night. So we, you know, we started a little bit early. Didn't yeah,
1: we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. a. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and kept going yeah, until it was early too. <laughs> but pretty
3: well. But yeah, it was just it was pretty overwhelming when you're standing on a stage or sharing a stage, I should say, with these people. Yeah, with these guys and um, and girls like their, you know, their record collections are out of control, man. You sort of stand there going. Well, why am I here? I but kinda, dude, fuck, like should it. I be here? I kind of feel like. I'm... Bro, come yeah, on but now. Come know, on now. No, but you don't know what be I mean. fucking
1: modest. I mean, in terms oh. of collections, and like, I don't think we're putting anything out there. You can just follow you on Instagram. Follow at heaterhg on Instagram. Triple threats VHS cassettes. I mean, when we're talking <laughs> fucking collections, man, yeah. there's not many that can really roll. I mean, there are people that can roll with you, but they're they're few and far between. Yeah. People don't have as extensive the knowledge or as extensive a collection. Uh, In varying formats, as you do, bro, when did you you start collecting heavy like that, from cassettes to CDs, long box CDs? I I want to talk to you about long box CDs, the origins of long box CDs and all that sort of shit. But you you as a collector, man, like you are- All
3: right. Well, it really started in probably 83 when I was about nine years old. Yeah. When (laughs) I grew up in Shepparton Mm -hmm. and- we got our first vcr in like 82 or something like that yep uh, so yeah what was i like yeah, eight years old and i just became movie obsessed I just yeah, loved yeah. it i loved the artwork of vhs's i loved walking into a video shop and seeing you know the clamshells there and everything and go oh what's that reading it on the back we, I'll take that home,
1: dude. I often say, man, the video place is a fucking the video, for, the fucking video store. Sorry, as a mm. fucking kid was one of the most magical places on earth. Oh for man, me. it was like, a, that in the CD that in the record store. You know, was, like they were happy happy place. Absolutely, dude. You like, can walk I into love a video, video store, store
3: or a record store, and whatever else was going on in your life, it did not matter nah. for that time that you were in there. Nah, Fuckin and love that it. was, you know, it was, you know, a big kid's playground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. And so in '83. Um, <laughs> My dad started a mobile disco Mm. in Shepparton. Wow. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So dairy farmer slash mobile disco... Jockey, you know. Nitro disco. Nitro disco. <laughs> so you yeah, go, you know, when, when people used to ask Dad what he used to do, he goes, oh, I'd pull tits during the day and play records at night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so so that's kind of where the bug came from. So yeah. you know, he was he was buying twelves and LPs and 45s, because everything was, you know, vinyl back then, of yeah. course, in, in 83 and and, and beyond. So I was just exposed to so much music, man. You know, yeah. like he was big on Aussie rock stuff. Yes. Not yeah. so much the prog stuff, not too deep. Mm. Like stuff like, you know, drag and chisel. Yeah. All that stuff. Yep. And you're like, oh man, this is great. So, you know, he'd go and do a twenty first or do a footy club. You know gig mm. on a saturday night and you mm. know it always ended in fights and dudes getting smashed and him trying to pack up the gear and get it out there yeah, before yeah. it gets like destroyed yeah. and-, <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so i used to go along and help him set up and all that and you know he just had two crappy like yamaha belt drives and this american dj mixer that didn't even have a crossfader wow. and it was just strictly rsl dj yeah you know rsl like so one finishes, yeah. Bring up the next one, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty much what we do at Soul Nights so that's as well.
1: Fucking pretty much how I how I play
3: records. Yeah, no, I don't like, think I've ever jigger, got jigger, much drop. better than that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't fucking. I mean, look, I can mix pre- some primo records, yeah. but yeah. Like you yeah. know, beyond that, like <laughs> I can't mix for shit. It's just jick, j- drop. Yeah. <laughs> no,
3: you leave that to the professionals, man. It, man. I've always been like that. People are like, oh, I thought you were a good DJ. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, man. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's it.
1: Oh, you've been doing it for
3: ages. Haven't you got better? No, I haven't got better. But you aren't. I just fucking, want to play the songs, but
1: you are quite proficient on the decks, man. These days, you know?
3: Oh, well, yeah. You know, in terms of playing hip-hop gigs, it's pretty f- few and far between. Mm. It's pretty much like um, on Hippo Rex. That's yeah. That's the main sort of sets that we're doing at the moment because we're losing venues in Melbourne. Yeah. There's, uh, you know, Grumpy's, which was one of the sort of last supporters of uh, live hip-hop and so forth mm. and grime and all that sort of stuff, you know, like, um, <coughs> yeah, that's, that's closing down, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it's gone, down, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Apart from the laundry, like, you know, mm. you might get a live show every now and then, like what you had here on Friday night, but...
2: Yeah, I think laundry's kicking back up, but I think yeah. it's like Wednesday
3: night or Thursday night. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're starting another regular night, are they? Yeah, yeah okay. Because they hold the DMCs every year. That's pretty much...
1: Like the only gig I go to I didn't know The fucking DMCs Were still going eh? like, Yeah man Yeah Rumbus yeah. room um, This year for
2: Queensland But it
1: used yep. to be A massive thing Like it was yeah. It was Dude
3: like, we were packing out Like venues of like A thousand people each Dude of. I
1: remember seeing Like I remember watching The DMCs at the, Actually we performed At the DMCs At the family Like the family nightclub Up here in Brisbane When that was the biggest Nightclub in You know like that. Hall yeah, Commission Played at one Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible Me and
0: Bryce did uh, DMCs uh, What's that Billboards the one? one year Yeah billboards Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deafish
1: yeah. Cars came up here for DMCs. Man, like, they used to be massive, even the ITF um, battles yeah, and all that yeah, sort of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. they Like, what, what's happened with DMCs? It's obviously still a thing, but.
4: It's
3: still a thing, very much so. But I think last year at, at the Laundry one, the um, the 2018s, oh, well, maybe we got like over 100 people or yeah, so, like 150 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It felt like it was getting a few more. yeah. But yeah, I mean it's in this little room now. It used to be in big, massive like night big nightclubs. Nightclubs, yeah. you know. But I suppose Euro that's, trash places. Yeah, you know? but
1: I suppose that's fucking turntableism in a way, isn't it? Like turntable yeah. that that you know yeah. that kind of you know, that scratch mm. fucking scratch nerd turntableism yeah. shit. Yeah, like, oh, I love it. But I fucking enjoy it too.
3: I kind of tried to do it. Over the years, and yeah, I yeah. just, you know, sometimes you just got to stay a fan. Yeah,
1: not to. Yeah, just exactly. got to go, dude. Yeah.
3: Just don't put that hat on. Yeah. yeah, leave it to those guys. Straight up, as you, you know, as I would say for most of the rappers in this country, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, stay yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah, fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, dude, back to collecting. So your old man's DJing in Shepparton.
3: So he's DJing in Shepparton. Uh, I'm sort of learning music from him. Um, you know, I started buying records when I was when I was nine. So oh. in eighty three.
1: Do you remember your, uh, some of your
3: earliest The first records? record I ever bought was uh, a song called Happy Station by Fun Fun, okay. which was kind of like a high-energy Italio yeah. sort of thing, but it was more electro. Yeah, It's actually a really sick song. Yeah. The beat's crazy, you know what I mean? See? Uh, it wasn't so Italio sort of disco. It was Yeah, it was more electro. It, yeah. was, it was great. So I, that was the first 12 I ever bought. Uh, and then the first album I ever bought, which would have been a year later, was uh, The Genius of Rap. Okay. Which was a New York sort of like disco rap compilation yeah, from 82. Yeah.
5: yeah.
3: And that was, yeah, that was 1984. So I was 10 years old and it was the same year that, like I was saying, you know, Dad's being a music collector and, you know, we had the first VCR and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. he brought home this movie called Beat Street. Yeah. Yeah, as it was game over. Yeah, yeah. It's never left me. Yeah. You know, 10 years old, 45 now and, yeah. you know, Beach that's Street. where it all started, man. Look, you know, a lot of guys my age will – tell you a very similar story. Yes, yeah. That Beat Street and breakdancing, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Um, none of us had Wild Style. That was that was the hard one. It never actually got a domestic release in this country. Yeah, yeah. So for people to see Wild Style or anything like that, it was someone had to bring a dub. Yes. An NTC. Yeah, I, NTC I never saw that, C, that later. Yeah, I wouldn't have seen it till the break 90s. Breakdance
0: 2, Electric Boogaloo. And oh, all that. Yeah. Every mm. kid was on yeah. cardboard on the front lawn in the so street good. and that. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
3: <laughs> so... Um, yeah, that's that's what started off the whole collecting thing for me was was seeing B Street and go, man, I just want to find anything that's got a drum machine, anything that's got a funky synth in it, anything that... I mean, there wasn't heaps of sampling stuff back then. Yeah. There was still a lot of live, you know, the disco rap Of course,
1: era. of course.
3: I kind of liked it. Yeah. But it wasn't until like Run DMC dropped their first one where it's like these hard drum machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. synths and yeah. these like just crazy stab cuts and you're like yeah game over I'm in yeah yeah, and that was it that started the whole journey of collecting and hip hop and Mm. all that trying to cop anything I could get my hands on and growing up in Shepparton being a rural town two hours north of Melbourne
1: that was hard man dude I was gonna say you wouldn't have had the the, like the that accessibility to those that that sort of music at that time and i mean largely a lot of that music was imported too well
3: it all was yeah uh we had one record shop there (laughs) that was run by the jeffreys family called lyric music Mm. and they actually had this bible like this massive book Mm. of everything that you could import Mm. from anywhere around the world so you just go in there and go that one that one that one yeah yeah, and occasionally they you know there was some actual local distro yeah of international release and you're like okay that's kind of weird yeah right sure no worries Mm. And once you know things like Paid in Full got yep. released, and you know the classic Run DMC stuff, yep. you know all the yep. tough and Lever and all that, uh, you know it's tricky. People started cottoning onto it a little bit more, yeah, even yeah. in the country town. So it started stocking on shelves, yeah, a bit more, which was nice. But you couldn't get that Ultramagnetic MCs. Nah, you, man. You nah, had to nah, dig nah. for that iced tea. You yeah. Know? If you wanted Cold Crash Brothers, you know. Yeah. If you wanted, yeah, even early Steady B, you had to really go to central station
5: mm, mm.
3: down in melbourne mm. so dad from 86 onwards dad used to drive me down once a year from shep to melbourne and we would go digging yeah so i was 12 years old digging with my dad yeah 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 you know yeah so you know i tell a
1: similar story dude because my yeah. old man took me when i was 13 into central station records yeah. in the city and i got yeah. a full effect magazine and oh, the sun rises right. in the east like yeah. on cassette Like, you know, similar thing. Like, he took me on the train so I could look at the graffiti and I got a graffiti mag at the end of the trip and fucking a cassette tape for my birthday. Yeah. You know,
3: yeah. Up. And, you know, we really didn't go to the
1: city much. And going to those stores at that age, like those stores were Damn like, you. fuck, I still remember looking at Central Station Records. I think it was above uh, Hungry Jack's in the mall at the time, or maybe alongside it and up the stairs. And it was just fucking on some shit, man. Where was
3: that? What, what place?
1: Uh, Central Station Records here in Brisbane. Oh, in Brisbane. that oh, was right. here, you know. like But just all those little record stores that existed yeah. in those days, like, man, fucking unreal. Well,
3: in 86, it was the city square. Yeah. Un- underneath. Yeah. Um and that was incredible. And you'd walk in there, it's, yeah, like eighty six. So you go in there, middle of the day, there'd be dudes like just breaking. Mm. There'd be DJs like cutting and mm. playing records and you're just looking at these crates and going, oh, I don't even know what half of this shit is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I discovered street sounds compilations. Yeah, uh-huh, ah, bam. And you go, you know, which was an English compilation. Yep. Uh English uh record label. You going, wow! I can get a king tea on on like mm-hmm. I can spend thirty five bucks because they were still thirty five bucks. Shit, were they that much? Oh yeah, they were that always was a, expensive. That's a
1: small fortune then. Were, like in yeah. eighty six,
3: a thirty five dollar record.
1: Yeah, that's that's a lot of money a lot for of money. a kid
3: that yeah occasionally washes a cow and
1: yeah, dude. Yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A lot know, of money man. on two a two dollar fifty a week pocket yeah, allowance. You know, it, like it. fuck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you, you know you go in there and dad would go right, you know, here's hundred bucks. Go and buy some records, so you'd probably walk out with like three records or something. Mm. But you bought compilations, yeah. So you got to hear King T, yeah, yeah, you got to hear 7A3, yeah, you got to hear Schooly D, yeah, you CIA know, being on CIA whatever. was on yeah. there. Yeah. My posse, absolutely, yeah. that was on number 17, yeah, I think it was. And they were just incredible compilations, yeah. And that's how you sort of taught yourself, and then you would get the list. The mm. mailing list mm. from Central Station. So you subscribe to it, they'd mail it to you, and it had like like the Italo Disco chart, the the hip hop chart, the yeah, the R and B chart, the electro chart. Yeah, you're just looking at these top tens, going, oh, "I want to buy that, want to buy that." I'm oh fuck, that. yeah, and You could actually like call them up, yeah, send them a money order or a check, yeah. And they'd mail it to you. Yeah, unreal. that's how. That's how we. That's how we were buying shit. Or yeah. going through, like I say, the like the local shop lyric and yeah, going through their Bible, their book, and going.
1: Oh, do you reckon you can get that one in? Yeah. What is it? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I even remember going to the library and trying to get like yeah. albums through the library. You yeah, know? like yeah. well, there
3: used to be like Batman records. Sorry, Batman records in uh, Swanson Street, mm. and they would actually. Lend out CDs. You oh could, yeah, You can uh, borrow yeah. CDs. I, yeah. don't you could borrow, oh, I don't think you could borrow. I don't think you could borrow a vinyl. Maybe not. Maybe it was mm. just CDs.
1: I think they had similar ones up here in it was Brisbane. Great. But
3: yeah, yeah. Like I was like when I moved down to Melbourne in '95, I went to Batman Records and I'm like, you know, borrowing <laughs> be legit. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. What, what was that album? That was his first one, Savage. Uh, oh, trying, uh, to trying, buck, buck, yeah. trying to get a buck. Trying to get a buck. So you're like walking into this shop, you're like. You've moved to the city, and it's like, oh wow, he's E forty, he's like, yeah. you know, be legit. Oh, I can borrow that, Jesus, and I can bring it back. Fuck, yeah, no worries. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Man, this is crazy. I love this place. Yeah, dude, straight up. So yeah, that was that was pretty much the start of the whole collecting thing. Yeah, um, yeah, was was seriously through dad. Yeah, and did he didn't he go to
1: the states or something too? Like- yeah,
3: so he I went over in nineteen ninety with school, like a whole bunch of us went over there. Yeah, and that's where I saw. You know, apart from. Yeah, you know, The other um, the other avenue we had to find out about music and so forth was the Source magazine. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at the Source and you're looking at these things. Look, what's that big cardboard thing, man? Mm. It's crazy. Mm. And then, you know, go over to LA in 1990, and instead of like flicking through CDs like you're doing smack converters or whatever, yeah, they're in these big cardboard boxes. And you're like, what's that? Mm. It's just the artwork. Mm. And the CD sits in the bottom of them. Yeah. And so I think they started around mid '80s, and then in 1992, when the world had one of its first shit fits about the environment, yeah, they went, "This is a waste yeah. of cardboard and paper. We got to get rid of them." So they just stopped, mm. stopped manufacturing, yeah, and just repackaged everything, and just went just straight jewel case, just yeah, straight yeah. plastic. Yeah, gotta, just, yeah. just where's the paper? I mean, like, yeah, it kind of didn't fix the problem. Mm. But yeah, you'd actually go through crates in America of long boxes. Unbelievable man. No shit. So, I think the first one I bought was NWA and the Posse. Yep. Long box. Yeah. Uh and then dad went back a year later and I'm like, "Oh man." Went through the Source magazine, like yeah, wrote yeah. down like 30 albums yeah. and he just brought back like 30 40 long boxes. Fuck. So that's no what, shit. In 91, yeah. And were they
1: just giving them away by that stage? Because, you know, record stores weren't, oh, they, they, were, could, they, they couldn't they could hold them.
3: Seven dollars. Like, $7. No, you know, yeah, any, yeah. any new release over there at the time was around seven, eight dollars yeah. for a CD. Yeah. Vinyl might have been a couple
1: of dollars more and, Tapes were, like, half of that. Do you know what purpose the long box served? Like, what was the thinking behind... was Just marketing. Yeah. It was just artwork. It was, was it just, to compete with vinyl, too? Was it so it sat up yeah, and, was, you know, like...
3: Yeah, exactly. I think
1: maybe, like, it, you know, shelving might not have advanced yeah. it. Like, not that it had to advance it, anyway, yeah, yeah. but it might not have yeah. been able to cater at that point in time with the advent of CDs. Absolutely. You know, like, you I know, think shelving was, and all that sort of thing. It was a gimmicky
3: thing. sort of thing. Yeah. It was a cool reinvention of an old technology, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh Old technology meaning like progressing from vinyl. Certainly, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it looked cool and it looked great in the crates, man. Like, yeah, you looked at oh, that A. stuff and would, went.
2: Would they always have it um, in? Could it be like as you're flicking through, then you would order instead of actually having them order in the vinyl or whatnot?
3: With the long boxes? Yeah. Well, they never really came out here. So you'd actually have to get them. Mm. Like I never imported any over here Like mm. I really ever saw them on a shelf here It was pretty much They're over, over in the States And they'd just be like CDs and vinyls everywhere Yeah I remember they're hearing just there I remember yeah. hearing
1: fucking uh, Lemmy um, Lemmy Kilmeister from Motorhead And he talked about When they introduced long boxes And all yeah. that And he he says He goes It was fucking absurd to him You know like going yeah. from vinyl And then when with the introduction of CDs yeah. He was just like What's all that packaging for? Like those oh, long right. boxes, like yeah. they just seemed absurd, and it didn't last long. And know? that's
3: where the whole world over there just went, "What? What are we doing this shit? Yeah, we got to yeah. get rid of this stuff." Yeah. It's like, oh man,
1: yeah. Do you remember long. like fucking seeing that <laughs> shit? Like I have, I have vivid memories as a kid of seeing like news reports and shit like that of everyone like we, when CDs really started fucking, you know, taking the fore in terms of how we consume yep. music over cassette and vinyl. Yep. people fucking. Dumping masses of vinyl, like cleaning yeah, out their collections. Yeah. It's like I remember seeing like fucking bulldozers and shit, like fucking off vinyl. Like this would have been the early 90s. I was probably 10, get rid 11. Of it quick enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't For get real. Of your house For quick real. Enough.
3: I mean, you know, we still have. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Sorry. You're right, um, you still have moments where, you know, friends of your in laws go, oh, mate down the road, he's got all these records. Mm. He wants to get rid of them. And all of a sudden oh, yeah. you just start inheriting, <laughs> dude. My auntie, <laughs> all the time. Like, I've got an auntie. That you know, constant, she's always got records for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, man, I what am I going to do records. with these records? You know? <laughs> I guess you know they got to come from somewhere for the op shop, don't they? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what she does. She works in an op shop. Oh, like you, you know, go. she just volunteers. Yeah, they're, and they're, they're, all the time, they clicked onto it, man. dude. Like she's given me some it. great shit, like great shit. She gave me Thriller. She gave me a Ratcat's album. She gave me, dude. No shit, don't go now. You're a Ratcat. Don't go now. I saw
0: live once. For
1: <laughs> right, <can't you>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fucking what else You like Prince albums like she's giving what? me some crazy shit salt no and peppers Assault salt with a deadly pepper like fuck all that sort of <laughs> shit like <laughs> sick
3: yeah yeah but someone's gotten onto that like um like the same with smack converters and you know, oppies. Now, there's someone sitting there online going,
1: Oh, I reckon that's worth Well, something. dude, it's like fucking thrift shopping these days. It's yeah, like you yeah. know, with little J's yeah. and all that, man. They're out man. there copying anything you, they can and putting it aside and then you reselling you
0: get on some great records. Yeah, yeah, when no one wanted vinyl, you get yeah, you go to a second hand shop. Be, that was the best time nothing. was when yeah. everyone saw it before vinyl, the internet it was, was popping yeah, and, yeah. That, yeah. and you just yeah. yeah, you get all these bargains. Same yeah. with like. Guitars and things like that—they wouldn't be able to Google how much something's worth. No, no, no. they just have a stab in the dark, and you'd come up on some bargains as a result. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Walked,
3: I walked into a cashies once. I think it was in—I uh, was it late nineties. There was this synth sitting on the on the shelf. Yeah. And I walked up to the dude and gone, "Know exactly what it was." Yeah. Oh, what's that old thing over there? He goes, "Oh, mate, it's some synthesizer thing. I don't know. I've had it here for weeks. I can't get rid of it." <laughs> Oh, It's got to bit of a dodgy key. He goes, <laughs> mate, I'll knock 30 bucks off. So I bought this synth for 130 bucks and it was a moog. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus. He's for like, i just take it away. I don't want it. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I talked you down 30 bucks on a
1: $1,000 synth. It's <laughs> 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 fucking unbelievable. Yeah.
3: It's, it's well, actually, I was in cash converters again. God, it's like I'm a fucking advocate. Yeah, there, so, indeed. Uh, in the valley, and they've got a TR606 in there for a grand. For a thousand dollars. It's like, man. What in the valley at the moment? Really? It's like, man, that's a great drum machine. But it ain't a $1,000 drum nah. machine. It's and how are they great. fucking pricing that shit? Like, well, just Google it. Yeah, Google just, it. yeah
0: they're online. Yeah, I Seeing what they sold for.
3: Yeah. Pop Cycle, all that
0: you know, sort of there's stuff. No, Discogs you know? and that. You can't get bargains anymore because everyone's all over it just trying to rinse as much as they can out of everything. Yeah, but so. it's
1: fucking cash converters. Like, who's going in there to fucking, well, I suppose, you know, but to pay 1000 bucks for a piece of, I don't know, sampling. Yeah, but metal, you keep going because you know, there's guys that post
3: that find a Trem 12-inch in there.
5: Oh, yeah, you know, you're going. I've got to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to yeah.
3: keep going to the op shops. I mean, yeah. always, always going through op shops yeah. looking for VHSs, for vinyl, yeah. cassettes, whatever.
5: Yeah.
3: You know, one out of 20 times you might dig something nowadays, mm. but it's pretty, pretty sparse. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: What are some of your best come ups in like op shops and digging and all that sort of shit? Things where you've just stumbled across and just gone fuck and copped and like, you know, yeah. copped it for a steal. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um,. Oh well, the synth is probably a big one. Yeah, yeah. That was probably my biggest score, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I did find a Oberheim DMX drum machine once. Yeah, yeah. For a couple hundred bucks.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, which is the drum machine that was used for Sucker MCs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a classic. Found that. Yeah. Um, in terms of records and so forth, I think being out there used to be um, a place called Dixon's recycled mm. uh, out at Dandenong, and I went out there one day. This is like oh, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. It's not there anymore. There's only one in Blackburn and Fitzroy. And I don't know, some dude had just, like, just got rid of their entire collection. And I just, I didn't have the money, but I just just went, right, I've just got to find it. I'm going to buy all these records. It was like Willie D going out like a soldier. Compton's Most Wanted, Music Drive by um, 415, mm. the first album, 415, yeah. and Mob Style. Wow. You know, Gosh. like- $200 records. Wow. And it was just Fuck. sitting there in a crate, and it's like, is this a joke? Is someone, like, going to come out and go, ha, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pranking you? It was like, nah, man, it was crazy. Shit. That was... Yeah, that was probably, yeah, about 10 years ago. No shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's insane. It's the stuff on. you oh, just yeah. don't see.
1: Someone, yeah, someone don't. just
0: gets on and hock the whole collection. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Right place, right time, you get Please it. Just show up like, <laughs> fuck.
1: And
3: no one ever drove down to Nong from the city because it was too far to go yeah, down exactly. for a dick. We used to
0: go be, We'd drive to all the Dixons, like Blackburn, yeah. Nong.
3: yeah. Yeah, Danny Nong was, was the illest, man. That was mm. that was so good. Because yeah. for a lot of people, they went, oh, I'm not going down to Nong. There'll be nothing down there. It's no. like...
0: Yeah, 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 a lot yeah. of rap fans though, out there, you know. I got yeah. heaps of random rap CDs, Bay Area stuff, and that was there. Yeah, uh, there was,
3: was lots yeah. of gangster shit yeah. out there. One CD I found, um, a Memphis one, uh, a guy called Young Low. It was an album called Real Dealism, I think it was. Mm. I found that in Geelong for a dollar, and I sold it last year on Discogs for about four hundred bucks.
5: Fuck off.
3: Yeah, really? Yeah, so I could buy some more 45. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah, okay, I've had yeah. my time with it. And he just, I just went, oh, man, I'm just going to yeah. take the piss. I'm going to see how much I can push this. Yeah. Put 400 bucks on it, went to bed, woke up in the morning, some dude from Germany bought it yeah. straight away. Wow. So all that G Funk stuff from from like the late 90s, if you're a dead rapper, yeah. you're going to sell even more.
1: Yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, your price
3: it. goes through the roof. Yeah. So all these like one off presses, these backwater dudes, yeah, you know, from Tulsa and you know, Memphis and so yeah. forth.
1: Because you're into you're fucking super deep into your regional rap, aren't you? Yeah, so your regional US rap, yeah, very much yeah. so. Yeah. Um, where does that like where does that sort of interest spark? Does that interest is that interest sparked by the rap a lot stuff and then it just sort of very, extends from that, very
3: much so. So, as, as with Biggie as well, like, um. We're very heavy on, on the Southern stuff. We grew yeah. up on a lot of the Southern hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, And West Coast, always. Yeah, you know, mm. mm. you know, New York, of mm. course. Like, that's where it came from and mm. amazing. But I don't know. We somehow found ourselves going down South with rap a lot. Like, you know, first hearing like Def 4 and OG Style and Ghetto Boys and all that sort of stuff. Too and much was trouble. Too much trouble. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, the There's production, the
1: production was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so was the content. The content Let's was Let's be honest, raw, the content man. was just fucking something that- So raw. Yeah, and I just can't imagine it existing in the current- Like, you can't yeah. release music, like, Rap-A-Lot released then. Oh, no On way. major labels, man. Major distribution. Yeah, they're going fucking, through, like,
3: Priority yeah, and stuff dude, like that. Yeah, dude. Like, well, at the time, you've got Dayless Soul and 2 Live Crew going through all this censorship yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all these sampling things and- you know, like Cop Killer and all that so all this really offensive, apparently offensive material yeah. that, um, you know, America's fighting against mm. and worried about getting into the suburbs and corrupting the minds of white kids in the suburbs. Of course, yeah. yeah. A dude releases an album called South Park Psycho by Gangsta Nip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is truly probably the most offensive album you yeah. would, like more so than Brother Lin Chung.
1: Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah.
3: you would say South Park Psycho is mental. yeah. The shit he talks about, it's over the top. Comic book, yeah, but it is. It's very, it's very, very, oh, it's ridiculously like far fetched. Yeah, but he's really menacing in the way he delivers it. Yeah, and that's what's so offensive about it. Well, I don't find it offensive. I think it's great
1: oh but. dude I, like I'm kind of the same like I remember hearing The Convicts as a kid like oh, you know dubbing my older cousins one of Proof's
3: favourite songs Wash Your Ass
1: dude <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> dubbing my fucking older cousins copy of The Convicts his cassette I dubbed it Man. like it just looked it seemed captivating to me it reminded me kind of of, of it takes a nation of millions but yeah. it was rap a lot and I liked the ghetto boys yeah. and I'd just seen this and he had a post he was into all these rap a lot shit too this is when I lived in Melbourne myself and yeah. they lived in Morty Alec and um oh well, Morty yeah yeah and um I'd go over there or Aspendale or something like that. River, yeah, yeah same around same. There. And, um same time. And, yeah, The Convicts, like, fucking, like, the content of those those albums, man. Too oh. much trouble. I mean, they made songs about rape. Like, like, regardless, it's like you said, it is kind of comic book. Yeah. You can't, you know, like, in the current climate, we can't make light of that. But no. the fucking content is just. Oh,
3: man, it was like there was no censorship. There was None. no, like, you know, Jay Prince that was running the label. He just said, just do what you want. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You know, this
1: anything goes. Do you know much about what was going? Like, why? What was the sort of extreme approach to southern rap at that point in time? Like, I mean, even the Ghetto Boys had a relatively extreme approach.
3: Yeah, uh, look, rap a lot basically started because Jay Prince wanted to Run DMC band, mm-hmm. and,
1: and that was the Ghetto Boys,
3: wasn't it? No, that was like, well, yeah, sort was of. It was Raheem, yeah, yeah, it yeah, Raheem like Raheem Car Freak still- and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um, B down and so forth, and then you know, like Def Four yes, and all that. Right. It was sort of. That's what he wanted, and then, you know, all the stuff fell apart with the Ghetto Boys, and you know, members changed, came and came and went, and then he just found, you know, like Willie D and Scarface are on the on the circuit in the underground clubs doing all that stuff, and he just put them all together, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he created boys. them, and yeah. some of
0: the early albums were written by previous members, and yeah. Uh, those guys are saying there versus, and yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 Johnny well, C and all that. Because I mean, yeah. even the Ghetto Boys, like they, what, what is it? Fucking like Rick Rubin re-released Grip It on the Other That's Level. It, Grip It on the couldn't fucking thing. So yeah. he basically
3: took that album, took it, and just supercharged yeah, it. Yeah, 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 and added yeah. a couple of new songs yeah. that weren't on um, on uh, Grip It. Yeah. So, and you know, they just got that warning on the. It was the first time an actual record company had put a sticker on saying. They don't agree with censorship. No shit. And freedom of speech and all that stuff. So, you know, you had the parental advisory and then you had the label going, fuck you, basically. Yeah, yeah I think we'll it, put out what it was we'll originally
0: going to get distributed through Geffen, but David Geffen... uh Which was cop killer and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And they just, exactly. just
1: got out cold out feet it. and pulled out of everything. Well, yeah. wasn't that all the, that whole Time Warner bullshit at the time? That's and right. And all that sort of thing? Yeah. yeah absolutely.
3: Yeah, Steve certainly speaks on that. Yeah, 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 that. yeah, That was all that time. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, crazy shit. So, yeah, love, love all the Southern stuff, man. Yeah. And then it sort of progressed from there. Look, you know, once... Once, it, once the chronic dropped, everything sort of synthed out and got yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit fruity and yeah. pretty budget and so forth. But yeah, there was some still ill shit going up. There was a lot of sound-alikes
1: in its wake. In the oh, wake dude. Of the chronic, it's like, it's you know, like, like any
3: <laughs> blueprint of an album yeah. in a genre, you know, it's a classic for a reason, but then the carbon copies come in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. like, you know, for instance, you know, Hilltops The Calling. Mm-hmm. Look at the shit that that spawned. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like seriously, man. Like, that's a great album, and they're great guys, and they found a wonderful sound and recorded a great album, a really clever crossover. But look at the shit it spawned. Yeah, absolutely. L- look what it left fucking in its wake. Fucking rubbish. Yeah, absolutely. You rap about it. The yeah. festival song. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's countless fucking joints. Fucking A, you know? Yeah, the toast is
3: always soggy. Fuck off. No. <laughs>
0: oh,
1: man. It's the same with
3: anything
0: successful, Spawn's imitators. Though yeah, it so does. Really. It does. And yeah. then,
3: you know,
1: then
0: it spawns... Now we got cursor imitators. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, it's just oh, a cyclical dude. thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's but look at Grimespawn. Look, look at every fucking every second rapper out of Western Sydney. You yeah. know, like yeah, like yeah. some of them dudes should not be rapping, man. Not every one of you motherfuckers should be like you absolutely. Know, on a mic. There's some dope ones, but you know, then there's just to, some dudes where yeah. it's like, fuck, huh, come on.
3: And respect to Fracture for starting that whole thing, Fuckin man. A. Like if I'm not mistaken, to me, he's like the yeah. guy that started all that shit, man. Yeah, and man. he backs it hundred percent. Well, this is I just don't want him to be forgotten when all these fucking gronks come out and mm. take over i don't think he he he'll i don't think
1: he'll be forgotten anytime so, yeah. anytime yeah. soon you know but I mean, you know what i, mean. what I think gets overlooked broken Just... broken tooth's role mm. in what exists today mm. like a lot of what you can see today mm. started Within that lineage of broken tooth artists, mm. you know, Taunts, Checkers, Fracture, yeah. Biggie rapping on um, upbeat, tempo sort of stuff. Double time you know. stuff. Yeah, definitely.
3: So we were making double time beats Gargoyle. in, in like the early 2000s, weren't we? Because, yeah. you know, because we yeah. listen to so much yeah. Memphis stuff as well. Yeah. You know, guys like, you know, like 3-6 Mafia, mm. uh, one of my favourites, Kingpin Skinny Pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Kingpin Skinny
1: Pimp. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude,
3: this shit's notorious, no man. Shit. Tommy Wright and yeah. all that. Al Capone. Oh fuck, Tommy Wright owes me a verse.
0: That's right.
3: Dude, I me. I wrote a hook for that. Yeah, you did dude. too. Yeah. Made a beat. Yeah. For um for this Memphis rapper. Uh this is like 10 years ago or something.
0: <laughs> he, he probably hocked his mic or something. <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah,
3: I, I, I think I sent him 300 US through like selling some probably blitzen SO CDs, yeah, like yeah, yeah. overpriced on yeah. online just to yeah. you know make some money. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry That's I mentioned son. that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and
1: right. um no, yeah. Oh no no no! Just the fucking the you. the curtain thing, Biggie. Oh, yeah. Just put down. The fucking so for you viewers that can't
3: see, Andrew's trying to close the curtain.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well done, sir. Please. Done.
3: Um, so yeah, like Tommy Wright hit him up like this is on the MySpace days or something. Mm. Like, do you want to do do a track? I sent him a beat. And he goes, man, that's fire! Like, I really like that. I'm like, oh okay, cool. No worries. How much for He's like three hundred bucks. I sent him three hundred bucks and then just. Three years of excuses, no shit. <laughs> but at the same time, like this dude raps about being a hustler and fucking yeah, yeah. people over, and
5: it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like, man,
3: how can I be angry at that? Yeah, like yeah, the dude yeah. lives by his word. You're a yeah, yeah, so I, do, yeah. So, <laughs> I can't hate. I can't hate on that man. Dude ganked me. Yeah, he talks yeah, yeah. about ganking, and I got ganked. You know, like that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> you know, I hit him up a couple of times like years later. Like, yeah, Biggie did a whole verse for it, and I think that beat we're thrown on.
0: Is the new high game, Yeah, it's yeah. Seven or yeah. something? Well, well or 12, not sure, or... but there's a song recorder. thing. Yes, yeah. It's got yeah, a bunch it's, of us on it. That's yeah. It's Self gutsy yeah, and checkers. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm. Um so yeah, it just kept hanging around that beat. But it's very sort of southern, very very uh it's synthed out as fuck, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Scary kind of uh sound, you know?
3: Yeah.
0: Horror movie. What is
3: it? Has it been and, released? Nah. Nah. No, no, I'm still waiting for my verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the beat—didn't you
1: just say you use a rapping on the beat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, these. Yeah,
0: guys no, we got a bunch of stuff done. Um yeah. that's yeah one of the songs is over that that same beat. We talk we about yeah, we talk beat. about a bit of the
3: stuff you have done with Checkers actually. So I'll send him a copy and go, hey man, this is what we did. And he goes, oh, fuck, he wouldn't care, man. Yeah, yeah No, right. I love it. I respect the hustle, though eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But um, yeah. But what about fucking like film and shit, dude? Because yep. obviously. Within, I suppose, Australian hip hop, contemporary Australian hip hop, you are widely known for your fucking your vision, dude. What you can do with a camera, uh, like I know you on a personal level, so I know a lot of the stories. But can we go back to the early days? Like, let's not go back to school and all that sort of shit. Where does fucking filming and working on working in television and film start with you? So, or does it start in school? Is that where it? Does it, start in yes. school, and I can be pretty quick on that. Yep. So.
3: You know, I got uh, – parents had a Super 8 camera, you know, eight-millimeter f- film, old VHS camcorder thing, and just went out there and just started making movies. Mm. You know, it it's just – like I said earlier about the the VCR, I just got hooked on films. Yeah. I just, just couldn't get enough. Yeah. So during high school, I tried to do anything that was sort of orientated with film or media or whatever. <clears throat> then when I finished year 12, I applied for a course up in Charles, uh, Charles State University in Wagga. Mm. Film and television production course, three-year degree. Uh got in. Yeah, did that, loved it. You know, you make a short film, you grade film at the end of third year and all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah, that was crazy, man. And then um moved to Melbourne. So I finished that in 90, was it 94? I think it was. Moved to Melbourne in 95. Yeah. Spent eight months on the doll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because no one – if you don't know anyone in our industry, you don't get a footing. That's it. You've got to know it. someone. Doesn't it doesn't matter what your little piece of paper that you wipe your ass with after three years says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's irrelevant. Yeah. So I got a phone call at the end of 95 from a girl, Lisa, who did the same course as I did, but it was a year above me that had just started working on Neighbours. Mm. And she was a production coordinator and she goes, oh, look, you know, we have two runners. Mm. I went, oh, yeah, cool. So runners are people that drive casts around and do sort of ferrying in between set and delivering like scripts and all that stuff and just, you know, yeah. general loose hands on set. And yeah. She goes, oh, we've we got a trial period for a runner for three weeks, uh, for three months. Might be three months. It might be six months. We don't know yet. Mm. And so that was my first job was driving actors around on Neighbours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> driving around like Helen Daniels and, yeah, 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 and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that Who was, was Helen
1: Daniels? Which one was she? She
3: was fucking... She was, uh, the old, uh, she was one of the original... That wasn't
1: Madge? No, no, no it was, but uh, she was ne- there. was next door neighbour. That was or, Anne or, or Charleston. Like fucking... yeah, 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 Madge, yeah, 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 Madge yeah, yeah, and
3: yeah, Harold. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was cool. And Anne Hattie was who played Helen Daniels, okay. and she was like, yeah, you know, the pinnacle of neighbours. She was. Yeah, she
1: was. She was the. I know. I she was the one that. you went
3: to if you needed to get yeah, your yeah, life yeah. straight. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, she was that person. Did you see
1: Des and Daphne? <laughs> was they, that post Des and Daphne? I was post Des and yeah, Daphne. Yeah, yeah. But
3: uh, yeah, they were all there. And the, <laughs> and Hattie, who's no longer with us, there was one time like I would bought a stick of weed off one of the guys out at work, and I had it in the car, and it was so fucking stinky, man. This thing was so stinky. I'm like, oh God, oh, I've got to drive actors around. Oh my God. Yeah. Car smells like bongs or whatever. <laughs> she gets in the car and she must have been in her 70s or something. Yeah. She goes, right, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs>
3: And I go, Did blow one with her? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> I gave her some and she went home and had one. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was mad her, man. She loved that shit. But yeah, as soon as she gets in the car and goes, Where is it?
0: <laughs> show business. Yeah, show business, man.
3: <laughs> what well, can you smell? She's like, Dude. Yeah. <laughs> but you've been in show business since? Yeah, so since 95. And then um, I was a runner for a year and a half and then became, uh, and I started like, I majored in camera, yep. camera operating, and so forth. And then I was trying to get into the camera department. I was trying to get onto pedestal cameras, like the mm-hmm. TV studio stuff, trying to shoot anything that I could. And I got offered a job as an assistant director, which is someone that sort of just helps run the set and so forth. And is that a pretty pretty big step up from from running? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, Sounds like it. It was massive. It was a yeah. second AD because normally you have a first, a second, a th- and a third AD on yeah. set. And um, they didn't have thirds back then. The second did it all, Mm
1: -hmm. you know. So Uh, what are you doing as a second AD? So as a
3: second AD, I would be there at the start of the day with with makeup and costume and so forth, waiting for Andrew to turn up on set at 6.15 in the morning and go, off you go.
0: Yeah.
3: Go to wardrobe, then go to makeup. Do your thing.
0: Find to your hairband. Find yeah. to your hairband.
3: Actually, I used to drive him around when he first started. He was one of the guys I <laughs> yeah. drove around as well. A young Jared Rebecca. Jared Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great dude, man. I got all the time in the world for him. Yeah. He's a great guy. Um, and so, as the second AD, you would put put cast through the process of, of makeup and costume and so forth, and then go, right, you'll be on. Your scene will be up in 10 minutes. So they go to the green room. And then, when it's their time to come on, you go and get them, deliver them to set, and deliver them happy. Yeah. Don't get in fights. Yeah. Don't fuck them off. Yeah. You never want to deliver an actor to set angry because it just doesn't pan out nice. Yeah. 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 So you're dealing with all that shit. And it was such a horrible job. It was a terrible job. Yeah. But it allowed you to see what every other department did and how the actual set ran. Yeah. And you learnt how to take so much bullshit. Oh, God, I can't So, imagine. Jake, if you had a mm. 10 o'clock call in the morning mm. for set mm. and you turned up at 11 o'clock, that would be my fault. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, of course. She's just going, what the fuck, man? What, what's going on? I'm dealing with these people that are, like, getting paid 10 times as much yes. to work half the time and they're giving me shit mm. for doing something that they're paid to do. Yeah. yeah. I just got to a point I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So, in the early 2000s, I started walking around Melbourne going, "Who wants a film clip?" Mm. who wants a film clip? I want to shoot something I want to need to get back into camera stuff yeah and um, yeah, basically the first person was um, was Bice B mm. And we did move on the pavement with lazy and, and and before deep. we get to
1: that because I yeah. obviously want to fucking talk about that because yeah. it's just a fucking yeah it's yeah. move on the pavement dude yeah. anyone that's had a role in move on the pavement we yeah. talk to them about yeah. move on the pavement in what in whatever capacity yeah. but dealing with actors dude yeah they, those divaish tendencies you know like oh, you've oh, dealt with them since day dot as a cameraman Dave. and as a runner as as,
0: some Daryl Summers stories oh, the, the Bert Newton stories <laughs> the oh, fucking oh, Natalie <laughs> Bassingthwaite
1: oh, shit oh, the Bert like. Newton,
3: here's, here's a Bert Newton one for you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> kids, Google Bert Newton if you don't know. Burt Newton was uh, the king of Australian TV for many nah, years. He was years. always Graham Kennedy's bitch. Graham man, Kennedy's you know, course, of he's a bitch, of course. He was bitch of a son as well. Of course. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got a fucking a cunt of a fucking son. Yeah, fucking son. Horrible human. I hate that kind of a fucking human, yeah. man. Like yeah. fucking <laughs> Matthew Newton. <Yeah>. Matthew <laughs> <laughs> Newton, man. <laughs> you want to have an shit. arm
3: wrestle with someone about the hatred? Talk to Spargo, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spargo got no love. So you ever see Blue Murder? Yeah. You know Bill Hunter, the actor? Yeah. He plays the Black Angus. And he walks up to I think it's Jury's in the in the bed. And Jury's about to bring down the character's about to bring down all the corrupt cops and so forth. And Bill Hunter walks in and goes, You better have your shit together, son. You gotta take down He's an incredible actor, that dude. You gotta take down a lot of fucking good men. You better have your shit together. Yeah. So we're working on this film called Tom White in the mid 2000s and Bill was one of the actors on it. And I was the second AD and Colin Friels mm. was on it and David Field and Sid Brisbane, all these like awesome Australian actors. And Bill had been waiting for eight hours before he went on set. And Bill was a drinker, mm. like a, Big fucking drink.
1: He was in Muriel's wedding and shit yeah, like that, yeah. wasn't he? Like, he's yeah. incredible. Like oh, a, what a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just, <laughs> uh, just such a character, exuded yeah. character. Yeah. Exuded it. And look, I don't want to speak ill because
3: Bill's passed on and so forth. Was he,
1: he uh, Was he a difficult man to deal with?
3: No, he wasn't difficult. Mm. Like, I never found him difficult. He was so honest and straight down the line. But there was one moment where it was about four o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday in Sekilda in the middle of winter, and we were shooting a scene out the front of the palais. And Bill was just well over it by this point. It's four in the morning. He's half cart. He's, he's ready to fucking go home. He smoked like 20 packs of Darius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I walk up to him, like, uh, walk up to the set, and the director in the first AD go, Can you go and tell Bill it's going to be another 15 minutes? And I went, Fucking
1: don't. <laughs> 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 don't send me in there. <laughs> it's just shit. So I'm just like
3: <laughs> walking down the back of the Palais to where the makeup buses and costume buses are, a base. And I'm just like, the fuck am I going to say to Bill? Bill's going to fucking have my guts for garters. Yeah. Know. I walk up, knock on the door. Yep.
4: Yep. <laughs>
3: hey, Bill. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's going it's to be another 15 minutes till you're on, mate. I know it's like the sun's coming up and we've got to get this scene, but it's going to be another 15 minutes. He goes, okay, mate. Don't piss in my pocket. This is you and I talking here. And I'm like, fuck, it's the Black Angus. (laughs) You're
5: about to
3: take down a whole bunch of good men. You better have your (laughs) shit together, son. (laughs) And I'm going, yes, we go. Don't piss my pocket, it's me and you talking. (laughs) You know that I'll get on set, they're going to call afternoon tea and it's going to be another fucking 15 minutes, it's going to be half an hour to get anything. You go up there and you tell them the moment's fading fast. (laughs) (laughs)
5: It's fucking awesome.
3: (laughs) Yes, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) I I went up to the director and the first AD and just went, Oh, you better get him up here now. <laughs> the moment is <laughs> – Bill said the moment's passing. It's yeah, fading fast. <laughs> like, oh, he'll be right. Just leave him alone. I
1: went, I'm not going back.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much one of my last AD jobs. I'd sort of had enough yeah. by then. But, but you did yeah. you did
1: time on Good Morning Australia and shit like no, that? No, I didn't,
3: no, I didn't do any of the variety stuff. Oh. Um, no, Bert did <laughs> – excuse me. Bert was on Good Morning Australia. That's right, yeah.
1: Bert and Bell were here. Classic
3: story. This guy <laughs> who still works out at Neighbours, uh, Wayne, is called. The dude who M- walked through mullet. his shot. Can yeah. you please tell that story, oh, Dick? Because that's I where it. I thought you worked on it. Because yeah. <laughs> no, no, mullet, mullet, who still works on Neighbours, and I've known for years and years. Yeah, he's um, he's working on Good Morning. I think it was Good Morning Australia, and in the ad breaks. You know, the host would do a bit of a performance with the live audience. Yeah, like I probably that.
1: should preface this because younger listeners, Good Morning Australia aired from like what, probably late eighties through yeah. the nineties. Channel the 90s. Ten, yeah. hosted by Bert Newton, Kerry Ann Kennelly at That's points what? in time. Yep. It was one of those sort live. of va- variety live, live. shows. Live TV, Bert yeah. had his little uh, bitch boy Belvedere. Belvedere, oh, the... <laughs> the... well, what was what was Belvedere's role on the set? What was? He was just Bert's yeah, 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 yeah. assistant. But you know, much. they used to just hang shit on one of those. Yeah, they did. I remember he was the
3: floor manager. Yeah, when I. was at
1: home yeah. from school as a kid, like yeah. Bert Newton was on the TV, yeah. yeah so, he
3: like uh, Belvedere was the floor manager, so yeah. he was the guy that would stand there and go, Okay, in five and yes, and cue you on, yeah, and tell you what camera you're on when we're going for an ad break. Yeah. Get all the that John Foreman was the fucking yeah. music yeah, that, director yeah, that's right. that's you know, on the right. piano. <laughs> so, you know, the floor manager runs the floor in the sense that the director sits in a control room, mm. you've got multiple cameras, it's called a multi cam setup. And you have a vision switcher, so someone just switches between the cameras. And they'll go, okay, camera to you, camera one, and camera one. Same as what you see in the footy. It's all live. It's all cut. Yeah. Cut live. So it was was a commercial break, and Mullet had a ladder, and he walked in front of Bert and the audience (laughs) as Bert's doing his little spiel. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and Mullet, Mullet's just that guy, man. He's like, a, he's an awesome dude, but he's just a shit magnet when it comes yeah, to yeah. stuff like that. And um, Belvedere comes up to him like at the end of the show and goes, "Bert wants to see you." And Mullet's like, oh, "Okay, whatever." Mullet walks in the in the <laughs> walks into the change room, and Bert's there. Wiping his brow, going, boy, never upstage me when I'm performing again. <laughs> <laughs> now get out.
1: <laughs> Mopping his brow. <laughs> Mopping his brow. <laughs> and Molly's like,
3: oh, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 <laughs> all right. This is also the dude that drove Dexter off the stage yeah, on yeah, Perfect yeah. Match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get the remote.
1: <laughs> no shit. <laughs> he drove Dexter off the stage one night. <laughs> That's fucking right.
3: <unreal. laughs> going way back in the 80s, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: fucking A. Yeah, so... um. <laughs> it's my so old good. man, he was an interstate removalist, and he told me when he was um, when he was an interstate removalist, obviously, but they moved Don Lane's house, Burt Newton's house, <coughs> Noni Hazelhurst's house. Like oh, he moved a bunch of people's I love homes. Noni. Yeah, I mean, awesome. my old man. Reckons- I sound like
3: a name drop a bit?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of actors I just wouldn't piss on if they're on
3: fire. Yeah, but. She's she's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Noni Hazelworth. Yeah, no she's shit.
1: fantastic. Yeah, yeah. She's gorgeous. Yeah, but those diva tendencies, dude, Like, do they still exist in the industry today? Are oh, Are they incredibly only so. heightened by what exists heightened out there? Heightened
3: by what we create.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. part of the role of- The self-importance of, 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 uh, uh, of to, actors,
3: yeah. So I've know, heard. One of the roles of an assistant director, like I'm saying, is deliver the actor mm. to set happy, which mm. means you're going to have to take a lot of bullshit you're going to have to really look after these people, make them think it's their idea and that they're absolutely brilliant. This is not everyone. Like, I'm, no, I'm not no, generalising. But what is it that we but there do? yeah you go. You, oh, wh- 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 how we feed it? it.
1: Yeah, how is it that we feed these? Because we need them. We ca- yeah, <laughs> we like we mollycoddle and yeah. cater to these people to the point that they yeah. feel that there's something that need to be treated differently right. to those around them. You yes, know, Like, completely. even my missus. Oh, well, well, it's well, the infatuation
3: you know. with anyone that you consider a role model, anyone that you're going to put on a pedestal. Mm. You will actually extend yourself more to look after them or to be associated, associated with them, yeah. with them just so you can be associated with certainly.
1: them. Certainly,
3: certainly, you know what I mean. Like, you can go, Oh, oh, that person, you know, oh, that they're unreal. Oh, I'd love to meet them. Fantastic. Yeah. So, um, and then you go, Oh, all I'm doing is pampering, yeah, yeah, I'm just taking away their ability to be a human by doing everything for them, and yeah. then. Some people deal with it fabulously. Yeah, cast and crew—they're yeah. fantastic. The higher you go up, the less you kind of have to do. You have more people, or well not less you have to do. You have more people.
1: They have their own. Assistants the back you that, and your yeah. department and so yeah.
3: forth. The same with the cast as well. Some people are amazing. They just go, yeah, they're just great humans. Yeah, and some people are incredibly insecure and just turn into just complete assholes. Yeah, and egotistical maniacs. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that kind of just really tired me. Yeah. Certainly, being an AD, and it was like, I oh mean, I've got to get back.
1: I've got to get back to camera. I've got to start shooting stuff. Yeah, yeah and you know what when I fucking when my missus she was working for our village roadshow studios on the Gold Coast and you know you used to tell me these stories about the movie industry and whatever and I remember I drove down there one day to pick her up and it was like driving onto the set like the only time I'd seen something like that was like fucking watching Entourage so it was like driving onto the set they were filming Thor Ragnarok that's a whole different that's a whole different
3: system the American system the Australian one I love the American system is is nuts man yeah 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 it's a whole different beast
1: it was just fucking something else man like it was actually really exciting kind of exhilarating in a yeah. way like I was yeah. walking around like and now goes I oh, do you want to go have a look at the studio and I, I didn't really want to like I had I don't have that great interest in Marvel movies or anything like yeah, that they sure. don't do anything for me so pretty it was crazy more, though isn't it they're amazing like I'm it's uh, all green screen man yeah, That's exactly. it's all you studio know? stuff yeah exactly just They filmed flying off wires they did Ragnar they did Thor then they did Aquaman she was there when they did Aquaman and then they were doing something else after that but um Fucking, where, where was I going with this? I can't even fucking remember. But um,
2: the time you were a star in a Marvel movie.
1: Yeah, I, I actually worked. I she got me a job doing um not security work, but crowd control work in town when they shut down. They shut down through Mary Street. Oh fuck, why not, brother? Thank you so much. <laughs> when they shut down, beer through, break. Dude, we got Prosper in the studio. Shouts to Prosper who just fucking yeah, rolls through, man. Fans. Yeah, it's Let's a fucking, it's a crazy right. little cast right. in the fucking place today. What up, what Hippo up? Rex Thank and you fucking everyone. But um. <laughs> But the Australian film industry, Heath, you are passionate about it. You're Very passionate much so. about independent yep. Australian cinema. Very much so. All that kind of thing. Uh, is it in a healthy state? Is it is there money being pumped into it? Is there it's kind of the, um it depends who you ask. There's some people that go, oh no, it's fucked. It's dead.
3: Mm. And at times I feel like that too. And mm. being a freelancer, it um it does feel like that at times. But I think with the um injection of Netflix and Stan, yeah. I think we're gonna we're starting to see a lot more local content and yeah, a lot yeah. bigger productions. Yeah. Uh, even if you just put on like ABC at the moment, and have a yeah, look at ABC. what's coming up drama yeah. wise. There's
1: bucket loads. You cannot. There's front so on much the great local ABC, production man. coming out. Oh, the man. fact the fact that our government keeps cutting funds to the fucking ABC is just astounding to me, man. Like it's yeah. Fucking, well, you dickheads voted for fucking liberal, didn't you? Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. I mean, who's the fucking? What are you? What are you gonna vote Do for? They a, hate you the know? ABC
3: because you
1: know they. You know
3: because the ABC would just go to the libs the whole time so they're like great yeah." But the ABC, let's get into the
1: ABC let's I mean that's journalism man you know our journalists cut their money our journalists should hold the powers that be to account now the ABC are at the forefront of journalism in this country like that's all the fuck there is to it if the Labour government is in on those rare occasions the Labour government is in these days <laughs> yeah. they are placed under the spotlight of, you know, like they're absolutely of course they're, they cri- they're critiqued they're, cri- they're criticised they they're, it's, that's fucking politics well, that well, is what well, it is
3: what was like the old slant the the old um, subtitle for ABC was like Keep the Bastards Honest or something yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, or yeah. was that like a, a well maybe that was the green. or No no or the, like Keep that. the
1: Bastards Honest was fucking Paul Keating wasn't it? Wasn't I think it was maybe it was yeah you know? I think that was Paul Keating
3: but that also got applied to the ABC and like the, the way that they would deal yeah. with stuff I mean but yeah. you know they closed down um, ABC Studios in Gordon Street in mm. Elston that's mm. iconic studio it's where they did Countdown yeah that's where they recovery done recovery. Yeah. Um, oh shit, man! Numerous, like yeah, so yeah. many shows. The factory in, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty sure that was Melbourne as well. Yeah. Um, so many shows came out of there. And when when we worked on when yeah. we worked on um, on Molly, yeah. did you see that the Molly Meldrum. Tele- did movie? you work on
1: Molly? Yeah. Really? And we actually For shot Channel Seven. Uh, was it Channel Seven? That Molly Meldrum documentary? Oh, the mock uh, the the film docudrama. Yeah, yeah, like two part yeah. series. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Oh shit, was it Channel 10 or 7? Maybe I thought it was, it was 7.
1: Yeah, maybe Cause it was. Because like they did the In Excess one, they did Molly Meldrum one. and Yeah, there's... Molly
3: was sort of the start of all those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we actually shot in the studios where they did Countdown. They did the... Ida
1: Butros too, didn't they? Didn't they Yeah, they did Ida too? Butros. That might be earlier. I that was know. earlier. That was... I remember there being like a series early. of these fucking... Yeah, yeah they died dramas. pretty quick though. <laughs> they seemed to, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, they went they for... to.
3: The Molly was sort of the start of the new wave of those and then they did Paul Hogan and then they did... Ah, of course. and Newton-John I think they just rushed them too much, and they just sort of bombed a little bit. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm as you were asking before, I'm a you know big fan advocate. Yeah, I I love being a part of the industry. Yeah, you know, Um, and now that I'm doing camera, Mm. um, it's I just love it, man. I just love Mm. going to work and Mm. working on stuff and working with people and. Mm. Yeah, all Because your sh- wife I- is in the industry. As yeah, Sarah's to. a costume yeah. supervisor. Yeah. Um, so all that shit I used to deal with with AD just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. so much more pleasurable. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: you know, it's- Can we talk about some of the stuff you have worked on? Yeah. Um, Can you rattle off a few? Wentworth?
3: Uh, Wentworth? <laughs> so yeah. Wentworth was actually my first official sort of job in drama outside yep. of film clips and, yeah. and so forth.
5: That's fucking- Yeah, yeah, it was blowing
3: up. Yeah, 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 yeah. so it was basically. um, There's a director called Kev Carlin Mm. in Australia, uh, and Kev Carlin is one of the greatest TV directors in this country. He's just fucking awesome. Does features, sets up TV shows. He's the guy that you get in to set up the show, and the guy to conclude the show. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, he's just awesome guy, and he was he was directing on. Um, Wentworth, season one, with a DOP called Craig Barton. Mm. He's a very, very dear friend. And Craig called up one day and he goes, Oh, can you come out? I went, Oh no, I've got to. I think we might have even had a 750 gig or something yeah. down in Melbourne. It's like, no, nah, we got a gig tonight. I can't, yeah, I've got to get ready for that. And he goes, I don't want you to AD, I want you to grab your camera and come out. Mm. And that stage just had like the little 7D yeah. camera. I went really. You want me to come and shoot something? What are you working? He goes Wentworth. Well, fuck no way. So went out there and Kev cut like just just operating as a third camera, mm. meaning like there was a big riot scene. So yep. I was just sort of like getting cutaways of arms and legs and people getting hit and smashed and all that. Yep. And Kev comes up and goes, "Oh, you know that rapidy rock and roll stuff that you do in your film <laughs> clips?" He's like, "Just uh, just do that." And I went, "Fuck, you seen our film clips?" Yeah. And he's like. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's why you're here, you dickhead. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah, that's where, it, that's where it all started. And Craig, um, the DP, um, taught me so much. And I'm still working yeah. on jobs with him uh, on the lucky occasion, like doing uh, Mustangs at the moment. I don't know if you know the show no, Mustangs. We were talking about is, it yesterday,
1: but I haven't heard of
3: it. No. Yeah, it's a ABC show, NITV, about girls' soccer team, like teenagers. And it's yeah. it's good fun, man. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, working with Craig again on that, just doing days here and there and so forth. And look, those guys were the guys that gave me my break in terms of of that stuff. Yeah.
1: Um, Where'd you go from Neighbours?
3: I went from Neighbours to Saddle Club.
1: <laughs> 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 no shit. <laughs> Fuck. To Saddle Club. Yeah, you wouldn't
3: volunteer oh, nice that. you for that. So we, in our industry, we have what are called agents. Yeah. So we have a booking agent and we're, with, we're all with this one mob called Freelance Promotions, Freelancer yep. Promotions. So when a job comes into town or a job starts up or, or whatever, <laughs> they, they actually, you know, productions will call up and go, um, do you, who's available for this role? Yeah. Give me a list. And then you get a call from freelancers and they go, hey, you've been booked for this for six months. Mm. So I left, I left Neighbours. I probably had about a month off and then got off at Saddle Club. At the end of Saddle Club, which is a four month shoot, I called the agent and just went, I don't give a fuck if they're doing number two. I don't want to out. know anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Get dude. It's exactly what they say kids and horses, man, never uh,
1: do it. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that was tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. really What was your tough line kid. about Saddle Club? You got a fucking rap about yeah, You're softer yeah, no. than Saddle Club <laughs> or some <laughs> shit? Like, uh, you do. You got a line.
0: Sometimes, yeah. So- I don't know some, Yeah Soft on the Saddle Club Soft on the Saddle Club <laughs> yeah, yeah Yeah
3: yeah. But that was one of the last um, Crawford productions Crawford's okay. yeah, yeah. Was a big place In the uh, A big Production house Definitely Huge Studio in like the 70s And eighties. like mm. Yeah you know, I did the Sullivans Yeah it's and huge All those shows All that shit like, Bucket loads of them Yeah And it, Fuck we Darvin Can I have a durry? It kind of was You
1: can scrape the fucking <laughs> No, no. I've got my own fucking Darbs <laughs>
3: Yeah, Crawford's was kind of like the last of the places to, um, you know, like train people where you could work there full time and, you know, and they had like petrol guys. Like there was guys that were employed just to fill up fucking trucks at the end of the day to send them out to location next day. Doesn't kind of really exist that much anymore. Like, honestly,
1: I I remember with with Nadia, like, working in that industry, I was astounded by the roles that they required. Like, I remember I applied for a job being a person that fucking – because, you know, I'm at uni just doing odd jobs and whatever. I was doing a little bit of construction work, a little bit of this, a little bit of that while I'm studying. And fucking – yeah, go for it, man. And um, fucking she got me a job – Replenishing snacks on set, like there was a role there where you had to be there for three hours a day. With the craft re- services? Repli- I can't even fuck I remember. I didn't, I didn't wind up doing it. But you <laughs> replenishing, you, that, Jacob? you replenish the fucking <laughs> snacks or something like that. So what you're on you set, it? they needed but someone need- to, re- and I was oh, like, oh, the unit. are they seriously that's, like they that's they, they, unit. S- they require someone to just make yeah. sure there's snacks there when fucking people walk off and need something to eat? Or so like, that's so that's I was, the, I was the unit astounded department. astounded at the money they throw around, and you yeah. know you were only thirty three dollars an hour you're only doing three hours fucking twice or you know, yeah. however many days a week yeah. but yeah. it was just like 33 bucks an hour or something so that, like that would
3: be the unit department the uni- unit department are the ones that drive the trucks like the makeup trucks and yeah, the wardrobe yeah. trucks to set every day they set up the tables and chairs and the marquees for breakfast and, and lunch and they're the guys that push a trolley onto set that has coffee on it water and all the snacks. So they're the guys that actually, you know, fill all that shit up. So, yeah, man, you're going to be a unit guy. Awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Could be. unit dude's you, are awesome. I didn't love, do it. I wound up do doing the
1: eat? fucking crowd control there, though. Are you allowed to eat, like, doing your job? Like, can you eat off Well, the he car, fucking or? looks like he's allowed <laughs> to eat. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he's certainly allowed to eat. Jacob, please. <laughs> I remember going on a set with
0: you once. You're like, I'll come to the city. I'm working on... On a movie, you can have a feed in that. So I yeah. stepped in. There was no, you can crazy man. Crazy, all can eat. Yeah, dude. There yeah, like yeah, yeah. Bain-Marie's laid up. There's just all, you pick anything, yeah, dude, take when a we- plate. Go back Get some more look. When yeah. we did that When I was Because I, no.
1: I did the crowd control For that Because they yeah. shut down Mary Street in town I apologise I didn't mean to that And I was just a fucking slight little jab there like. But yeah. fucking When they shut oh, down fucking, <laughs> when, they
4: shut, when they shut
1: down Fucking You even said to me yesterday You're like Oh a fucking beer oh, It's the beer man It's the beer man I oh, blame the beer But when fucking Because um, they shut down Mary Street in town And we went for a lunch But it was fucking It was a couple of long days man It was like 12 hour days That's Or 12-hour something 12-hour like that 12-hour. you got to be there At 5am And yeah, you're there the long Until days. fucking The minimum like 10 seven. hours Plus 45 lunch So yeah. it's a
3: minimum you're there for at least 11 hours yeah, and that's not even including set up and pack up and
1: this was like Brisbane City shut down fenced off and yeah. then come 3 o'clock you've got all the kids knocking off school and they're all flocking down there to get a glimpse of this movie that's being fucking filmed that's but uh, the lunch dude the fucking lunches were that's, crazy yeah. went up around the corner up to fucking Adelaide Street they had offices set up above somewhere else and the fucking like you just said Bay maries, yeah, like everything. everything they had Gatorades everything. you could go have a Gatorade it was yeah. just like I was like what fucking yeah I can do this so like,
3: normally on like um uh, like local productions you know they're not as well funded as say an American production um so you know you'd have your your biscuits and that in between your lunch break but you get a full breakfast you get bacon eggs baked beans whatever you know like hash yeah. browns shit is lavish man like yeah. you, you live in large yeah yeah as you know Jake. <laughs> and um not you me. know <laughs> then they cater for you at lunch now when the Americans come out and they do a job mm. Like I worked on the Pacific as well, mm, which mm. was that um, Spielberg and oh, Tom yeah. Hanks thing. Yeah, yeah. I actually did special effects on that one. Wow. I did it for. Like, it was an eighteen-month job. Shit. So I was in charge of buying everything except for pyro. Was that about World
1: War Two or something like that? Or- uh, it was yeah. it was
3: the um, yeah the war in the Pacific. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. World War Two. Yeah, yeah. Japan. No one. One.
1: Yeah.
3: Would have been one, wouldn't it? Two. Right, and no, sorry. Two. Yeah. That's a ah. camo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so they'd come out, and because it's like, I think it was like a $200 million budget for mm. 10 one hour episodes.
5: Shit.
3: You know, when you think that the, the average Australian film might, if it's good, it's got maybe five, six million dollars. Mm. So they're making one hour of television on a minimum of like $10 million That's an episode crazy. or $20 million an episode. Mm, mm. It's fucking crazy, man. And to get back to the catering thing, they have a thing called craft services, which is so you have your normal breakfast and lunch caterers. Yeah. But in between those hours, you have craft services. And craft services, you can go up and you can get a hamburger. Yeah. You can get tasted sandwiches. They're cooking constantly the whole fucking yeah. day. Yeah. It's like, man, you can get mad fat on that yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, <laughs> now you're on, man. Um, yeah, so if you get on an American job and it's craft services, mm. you're like, oh, you got to be careful. Because yeah, man, you go and have a burger at like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. How do you want it? Oh, this is unreal. Yeah, oh,
1: it's like, jacket. and it's all,
3: it's all, you know, catered for. It's all. Um, it's all charged to the company, so yeah. we don't pay any of it.
1: Yeah, Jacko was how I called uh, Jacko. Called up, I spoke with him last week, and he was just telling because he's up on the rigs again. Yeah, and he's like, dude, it's just catered, and he like lunch. Yeah. It's a fucking, you know, it's the mess. What man? Anything you want, the most beautiful food, dinner. Yeah. It's fucking spectacular. Desserts. And he's yeah. like, bro, it's dangerous. You know, just you just... don't
3: stand in front of the grips and the electrics when it comes lunchtime. <laughs> they will fucking, Is that mow, right? they will mow you down yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah. Get out of my yeah, way, man. Yeah. When they call do dudes, that they just drop things and run. Yeah. Straight to the front of the queue. Get that hot food in there. Yeah, <laughs> you. Yeah. You know,
1: it's like. Did you ever work with Brian Brown?
3: Uh I did work with Brian Brown. on A couple of days on a a show, I think it was called, was it called Saved? I can't remember. Oh, it was a show about the Vietnamese kid in Melbourne that got busted. uh, He was like 22 or something, uh, bringing heroin back into Australia. He was going to sell heroin to his, uh, I think his brother was terminal or something. He needed all these operations and they just, the family had no, no money. Yeah. So this kid went over there tried to smuggle yeah. all this smack in and got like Midnight Express got yeah, fucked yeah. up, dude. You yeah, know? and yeah, Brian and Brian Brown and David Wenham mm. were on that one. So, but no, I don't, I don't know him. No, 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 I no, don't know no, him. No. But uh, yeah, I did work with him there yeah, for a couple of days. No, I
1: just loved a couple of the roles that he played, like Dirty Deeds and yeah. fucking and obviously Hando in um. Oh, not fucking Hando. What is he? Um, two hands. Oh, two hands, man. Like no. his character. But he played a similar character again in Dirty See, Deeds. Stir. Have you seen
3: Stir? Never. No. Okay. Stir is a '80s film. Mm. Uh, prison film yep. and it is ball tearing mm. yeah um, sampled a lot of dialogue off that film Brilliant. it's fantastic yeah. but speaking of films there's one of my favourite films from Australia is a film called The Magician oh yeah which we, yeah. Sa- we sampled for um, what goes around yeah. have you or have you not been talking to the to the cops wasn't mm-hmm. it to yep. the police we sampled that and that was made by a guy called Scott Ryan mm-hmm. and he was a actor, writer, director and he just made this little low budget film about a hitman and it's
1: awesome. Yeah, it was a good movie, yeah. I know I've seen They've it.
3: They made it into a TV series now. Oh wow. It's called Mr In Between. Okay. And they're just shooting oh, se- season fuck. 2. Fuck. Yeah. That's the magician. Yeah. And Brooke Satchel's in it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um who's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. I love her. She's yeah. great. Maddie Newton's ex.
1: Yeah. a yeah. oh, oh, vile cocksucker. Yeah. <laughs> that malignant yeah, cunt. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Spargo's, mate. Yeah, Spargos. Um,
3: yeah. <laughs> And yeah, like, check that out, man. That is that is great. I think Local I've seen content. Ads for it even recently, maybe. Yeah, they're shooting season yeah. two at the moment. Yeah. Um, last year, I worked on a show called Glitch. Yes, yeah. Season three, yeah. where I did B camera and steady cam and worked with um, this awesome DP. As well, um, this guy called Aaron McLiskey from Sydney, young yep. 34 year old DOP, wow. like really young. Yes. Yeah, this kid was dynamite, man. Yeah. Awesome dude. And um, yeah, he was He's shooting, um, missed in between season two at the moment. He asked me to do it, but it was like uh, when you're a local. Or if you're in state sometimes you don't get the job. Yeah, you know, like you, they want to use locals, which is good. You know, yep. You're looking after your people in your town. Yeah, yeah. It's like I missed out on doing season two of that man. That mm. would have been amazing. Mm.
1: You, have you just been booked for
3: something? Oh, oh no, no. It's just they went with a local camera oh, operator because okay, yeah, yeah. it's shot in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah, unfortunately, I missed out. Shout out to yeah. Aaron, man. What a what a great dude. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So he's he's doing big things at the moment, and yeah, glitch glitch was a ripper last year. Yeah. Season three, the last season of that, that was awesome. And recently been down in Tasmania
5: yes,
3: shooting a new original Stan show called The Gloaming. Okay. So we were down in Hobart. Yeah. We went down as a second unit. Yeah. Um, the DOP, Tanya Lambert, who was amazing as well. Like, yeah. Just so many good DPs like Craig and all those guys, Daryl, Kath, all these people that I've had the luxury of working with yeah. and that have... Really backed me, yeah, a hundred percent. Like they're just fabulous people and so giving and mm. so ridiculously talented. Mm. And it's like, man, I wouldn't be anywhere without those guys. Yeah. Like in, in, in that sense, you yes, know. Yes,
1: certainly.
3: And in in terms of film clips and so forth, I wouldn't be anywhere without Josh Davis,
1: of course. Of course, and and we're going to get to that. Yeah, who is
3: Josh Davis?
1: Well, just before we get, (laughs) just just before we find out who Josh Davis is, um, some of your highlights thus far in film and TV, dude, like some of your career highlights.
3: Career highlights? I think Glitch last year was a big one for me. Yeah. Wentworth with with Craig. That
1: would have to be. That was
3: huge because, you know, like I I came in as just shooting inserts. Mm. So generally how how a set works, you have two cameras. You have A and B camera. Yeah. And sometimes B will be a steady Steadicam. Um, so you can sort of switch between what you call production mode, which is just, you know, on the dolly or on sticks or in the hand.
5: Yeah.
3: And then you can turn that camera and put it onto a cam rig and that's how you do all your yeah. walk and talks and so yeah. forth. Uh, yeah. I think I lost my train of thought. Um, so, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so I went on to Wentworth. These guys put me on and, you know, I just started doing the inserts. So A and B camera would shoot the scene. Mm. And then they go, right, we've got these inserts. We need a close-up of the iPhone mm. and the actor picking it up. Mm. So they would go on and start blocking through and setting up and rehearsing the next scene. And I would stay behind with the little camera and get the inserts. Yeah. And then, you know, that's how it sort of works. So it started working as a um, like a second unit yep. sort of thing. But it just got to the point where Craig's like, do you want to shoot the opening credits? And I went, oh, really? And they had all the shots worked out. They went, Yeah, we want to get this, want to do that. So, I shot the opening credits for I think got used for like the first three seasons. Fucking word. On Wentworth. Uh, there's one shot in there which was uh, a shot of birds. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't find any birds, so I think they bought that one. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> and the shot's fucking incredible. It's yeah. like, there's no, like you could wait around for fucking years. Like,
0: come my driveway
3: man i <laughs> 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 well, go down the valley man go down the valley oh, with fuck clothes bro. in the, morning. What's, what the fuck's yeah, going there? yeah man yeah um so yeah that was that was a huge highlight yeah and, and just having people back you mm. and the mm. confidence just from you know doing film clips and craig was someone that i knew from my ad days mm. and we just got along really well and I just started showing him some film clips. He's like, mate, just keep sending them to me. Mm. Keep sending them. And he, he was pretty much there from the start of making clips and he would always reply, always give advice, always give feedback. And then, yeah, one day he just called up and said, come out. Yeah. So that was, that was huge for me. Yeah. That was, that was incredible,
1: man. Dude, video clips, man, like you single handedly, well not single handedly, obviously with help, but you, Oh, always, you, always, with always, with
3: help, always, always with help. Always with, with help. Always with help. There's always someone I'll helping out. Never wear a fucking badge on my shoulder says. Mm, I know you
1: than. won't, Heath. But for like, you're humble. So you, dude, have revolutionised the way we view hip hop in this country. You have uh, made. I think uh, it's my opinion that you. You in a way are the reason videos have become so important to artists in this country and you have set the standard of videos in this country. Well, thank you, Joe. Well, yeah, you have. Very nice let's thing talk, to say. Let's talk before we get to yeah. like before we get to those amazing this like seriously, dude. You've made some cinematic masterpieces for artists. One. Briggs, Tram, oh, Kings right. Connected. Um oh, Dude, oh, we're talking about like that little back in 85 snippet or oh, back in ninety eight, sorry, snippet that's Foundation, up on. Yeah. You know, I I want to yeah. touch on that again just uh yeah, briefly. Sure. But uh, the first video, man, Move on the Pavement.
3: Mm.
1: was this, It's just, Is that essentially your first- That was my first clip.
3: I first didn't even clip? shoot it. No? I only shot the cutaways. Ah. Uh, a mate uh, who's a camera camera guy as well, Sonny Wilding, mm. we borrowed a camera off a DAP at the time. This is all pre-HD stuff. Yeah. And it was a th- what you call a three CCD camera, which is like a broadcast quality camera, yeah, like, yeah. you know, less than HD. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably like a- $20 camera now yeah, 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 yeah. You know I mean? exactly. It's like a fucking paperweight. Big yeah, deal back then. Yeah. Huge deal, man, huge deal. And, um, yeah, so Sonny shot that and I shot all the, um, all the cutaways and bias walking around and so forth. And that's where I learned editing as well. Yeah. Um, awesome editor by the name of Rowan Zerner taught me how to edit, mm. basically, in those early days. And he worked for a company um, – that was a high-end post-production place. So mm. he's an award-winning, like, editor. Like, yeah. you know, he cuts Nike ads, cuts Bogues ads, like, the age, like, big, big clients. Yeah. And he also cut uh, Footprints as well. Ah, yep. word. He, what up? Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, awesome. Well, Footprints tournament. was
1: another early, early cinematic- it was, like, the like, third like, one, I think,
3: third. I think. maybe, I think. Yeah, so Move on the Pavement, and we just, like I was saying earlier, we, we just, I was just walking around going, man, like, there's no- Film clips Mm. happening in this country, like there was a couple, you know, like I think Coolism had
1: one hour. They were few and far between.
3: Yeah, few and far between. Mm. Or they were sort of there was no one on the ground. That's right. Doing that stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, you had this guy, and I know you. We'll talk about him later as well. Mm. I'll talk about this dude all day. Yeah. Josh Josh was doing a similar thing. Yeah. Like I met Josh in 2002. Yeah. Him and I standing on stage. Of fucking lyrical commission, of filming course. live gigs at the corner. Of course, and then I didn't see him for like ten years. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> it yeah. was really, it was really, really odd how that sort of happened. Like we connected, and it was like we both have this massive passion for film. Yes, and television. Yeah, and that's the one thing that I, when you see a lot of, I don't watch a lot of film clips, but when you do, <clears throat> and when I was watching him back then, it's just like it didn't feel like there was a love for the craft. As much, Mm. or people just wanted to just do it and slap it out and bang, it's gone. It's Mm. like, well, you know, what if we actually try to bring some narrative into it, bring in like a storyline, you know, follow that traditional film structure of, you know, three stage script, you know, beginning, middle and end. Like, let's just get away from fucking standing behind cyclone fences and doing this with a camera and drinking long necks. like, let's actually try to... (laughs) bring something into it, something, something a little bit different. Mm. And, you know, Move On The Pavement was very much mm. the classic rapper hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much the classic Beastie Boys, you know, low angle yeah. looking up. But and the
1: first of it's – yeah. not the first of it. We had a dolly,
3: man. We had a Western dolly. We had the camera moving on the yeah. on this
1: like – On the corner, dude. On the corner, yeah. The corner, yeah. yeah. Dude, I remember when Lay's, when Lays came back from Melbourne oh, with, the, know, V8, about about with the VHS cassette <laughs> of it. Brought yeah. the VHS cassette back of it and we put it yeah. in and we watched that shit and that shit was like – Wow. Yeah. Like, wow, man. Like, well, I mean, that's what was unbelievable. And he goes, oh, man, Bias has just got this mate down there and fucking blah, you know, yeah. like.
3: Well, that was the first time I met Cam, I think. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that, what was that? Was that 2000, and... it was 2002 or 2004, Can't
1: Maybe In bed with Bias. Yeah, it was in bed. It
3: was with early, it was early Oh, I have before right? that. Yeah, yeah, obviously. But it didn't go onto YouTube until 2007, but it was on yeah. Rage.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah.
3: And that was the thing, man. Like, again, like, Rage. That's right. We all grew up on rays, like yes. especially in the 80s. You're like, yeah. is that Eric B. and Rakim's song? Is that Mantronic song going Dude. to be on? Oh, fuck, I'm waiting up for that. Oh mm. shit, oh, hip hop special. Do you remember yeah. you used oh, to call? Shit.
1: Did you used to call the fucking hotline? Like I'd fucking call that hotline oh. to find out what was going on, man. I'm Dude, like, I man, was what letters and shit? <laughs> Dude, straight up, bro, straight up. My mom used to get the fucking phone bills and the itemized phone bills and go, you gotta stop calling that fucking phone line. Like, but I wanted to know what videos were coming up. I was like, man, I need to know. <laughs> like, along like the sex line, jacket. I... Yeah, exactly. That's what they thought at first too. I think like
3: fucking hell. Stop stiffening, stiffening socks, Jack.
1: Please, dude. But but even fucking like I remember seeing like um. Like, fucking, I have a distinct memory of um, Faith No More and Booyah Tribes, Another Body Murdered, followed by a a Japanese industrial group called Zenegiva. Like, I don't know why. This is just memories that I have of rage, you know? Like, I remember seeing Ice Cube with the fucking Afro programming parliament. Like, you know, like, it was- It
3: was everything, man. Amazing. Rage was everything. Did you see when TISM programmed? Oh, I'd love
1: to. Like, this is serious, mum.
3: Did you see what they did? No. They programmed every rage I did in a row. (laughs) <laughs> You're kidding Really
1: <laughs> They're awesome dude They're fucking awesome I mean they're all lawyers And yeah. fucking school teachers And I think shit I one of the
3: best programmers Was Mike Patton He actually found I saw Faith No More I didn't see Mike Patton boys. Mike Patton did one And it was He found You know Babba It's like a yeah. It's, it's Ab- a Baba Ab- cover band In Melbourne <laughs> no. He found a Babba film clip A Christmas song And programmed Then it was like how the fuck did you find that, man? Dude, <laughs> really? oh, the first, well, they actually had that stuff on file.
1: The first time I ever saw Beastie, Boys, Beastie Boys' So What You Want was Faith yeah. No More Programming. Mm. They played the Melvins and they played Beastie's So What You Want. And I was yeah. just fucking that video blew my I mean, The song had already blown oh, my love Check your head. Like I'm a Beastie's nut, but yeah, same, check, man. check same. your head was everything Absolutely. to me. And then seeing that clip, yeah. like,
3: oh, wow. Just seeing those videos, man. Yeah. Was, All those it videos. Was, it was amazing. So uh, I guess we, you know, We were so – we're so into the film and television stuff Mm. and there was just no one really doing that stuff. And it wasn't like to be different or we just wanted to get your mate's music out and you wanted to put some fucking pictures to it and do it well and Mm. do what you know and what you've learned. And all these people that have trained you and given their time, you you take all those skills and try to – Mm. Honor the song and bring good visuals to it and hopefully you're doing what everyone that you aspire to does really well and you're going fuck can we do this can we do this oh why don't we do that you know and and it all just sort of started working and I went, fuck it man we got to get more clips out yeah I you know? gotta do this stuff you know these guys like cuz as you know like a lot of the Australian stuff it just falls by the wayside yes yeah you know MySpace, Facebook, Instagram—they're not forms of advertising, mm. um, and you know this is all sort of pretty much pre-internet. Well, of course, yeah. Uh, certainly pre-YouTube yeah. was when we didn't move on the pavement. It was like, how are we going to get out there? We've got to, we've got to get it on Rage, man. Yeah, Rage goes around the country. Yep, Rage is seen by so many people, so many generations, so many age groups. Mm. Fuck man, imagine if we got a clip on Rage—that'd be sick. Mm. And we just did it, and like you know, you get your video converted to uh, Betacam. Mm. Cost you like, oh, I think it was like ninety bucks for the tape, ninety yeah. bucks to convert it to tape, and they'd send it. You'd send it off to Rage, and
0: you have to want to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And then
3: and then they'd send it back to you. They'd send you back the original tape, and yeah. they'd put it in their file, and yeah. off, off you
1: go. So, and without without going too far forward, because we're going to stay in this sort of period just for the time being, but. You know, life goes full circle, man. Uh, You know, five, six years ago, you got the second best video on yeah. Ray, you know, like with oh, Animal Kingdom. Dude. You know, like, oh,
3: that was, you know, to go insane. from being
1: that, like, I remember I didn't know anything about it, I didn't hear about it ahead of time, and watching Rage and then seeing that. And it was like number yeah, two, two, number 2011. 11, two? yeah, there you go. Second so, yeah, season, Gautier. Oh, like, hey, no know, one's going to beat that gonna clear, be man. Who's going to beat Gautier that year? You know, who would beat Gautier yeah. that year? The
3: guy that shot know? that Warwick Field, like, just absolutely
1: nailed it, man. Yeah. yeah. That Film clip is extraordinary, yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. But to come, like, to you know, like, well, oh, you were there. I think
3: we kind You're of in the mix, I think we all kind of put that a little bit down to the power of social media as yes, well. Yeah, is that you know, Josh, Trem, and myself, like, really just uh, pushed it online hard, yeah, 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 vote for us because that's when you could vote, of course, you know, with rage and. Rage had a policy that if you sent your film clip in, they'd always play it at least once. Mm. Now they don't. Mm. Now they actually review it Mm. and decide whether it's this or not. I don't know if that's that's got something to do with fucking Kingsmill or not or some (laughs) bullshit quality control that's going on in there. Because I turn what, on Rage he, is... nowadays and, man, there ain't no quality control there at the moment. No. It's fucking rubbish. No, no, no. <laughs> is what
1: is, does, what, is Richard Kingsmill in Rage? Is it like, I don't is know. He... Probably. Dunno. I don't
3: know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, so that was the whole idea. It was like, fuck, man, let's get our, let's get, you know, you've got a great song. Yeah. We can do a film clip. Let's get it on Rage. Yeah. And that was like,
1: oh. Yeah.
3: You know, as your childhood watching your own. Project uh, collaboration with, mm. with artists, seeing it on on the tally. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, I you remember
1: know? sitting at the corner hotel with Ken Oath and um, Sir Wreck. Oh, um, dude, Death two, two of my
3: two of my heroes. Yeah, in the f-
1: in the uh, in the front bar and rages on on one of those screens or one of the bars. Oh, watching Def
3: Wish in the eighties on Rage,
1: dude. You know, but have hey, a beer came tea, on. You know we're I mean? we're what sitting the in fun? there drinking after a gig. And fucking have a beer comes on Rage while we're sitting oh, there. Oh yeah! It's like holy yeah. shit! Have yeah. a beer. I'm like Eric, fucking come <laughs> that shit. You're on the fucking TV, dickhead. Like fuck, Eric, you're on the telly. Yeah, bro, that's unreal. <laughs> like you know, I mean, Rage was everything, and just to see that shit, you know, I mean, have a beer was an early clip too. You know, like obviously it was a very dude. That, that's
3: incredible. Yeah, shout that's out to incredible. Nick Grace.
1: You know, Nick one. Oh yeah, th- and I think um, what was his uh, was it Dewey? Well, Nick, one's Dewey. It. Nick, Nick one Nick one did, did have a beer. Did have yeah, a beer. Brother. Yeah He's doing pretty big things now man. Is he? What's he We're doing? No doing? shit I've thought about reaching out to him to get him on clip. here actually That's awesome Yeah Dude get him on Because he did, did Bunksy's devil clay as well Devil's clay
2: don't, don't quote me I don't understand it fully But I'm pretty sure he's um, Doing He does all the scratch, scratches Scratches um, Meetups or whatnot. But he's still What are they? Um, where it's Like It'll visually appear
3: in a video all the actual scratches. Oh, that's Nick C. Oh, Nick C. Yeah, yeah Nick yeah. C. The DJ. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his. Um, oh, he's a beast. man. Yeah, he's crazy, man. Yeah, he's he used insane. To yeah, up. like
3: the waveforms, it'll yeah. show you where your chirps yes. are, and where they're too like.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too pitchy or like. He was always a good dude, man. He used to be over Loxie awesome every hit. so often. Yeah, he, like when he was in Melbourne now. DJed for uh, you and whose army and the Coalition. Yeah, yeah, that's years right. Coalition. Yeah, yeah, yeah good dude. Super good dude. Nah, no, just just great stuff, man. Like. Talented DJ, man. Amazing DJ. Did oh. he win the DMC? Speaking the DM will
3: uh, He won last he year. He won one, didn't he? Wolsey didn't win last year. I know well, he's he has taken out I think I
1: thought he, or more yeah, State sure. Yes, yeah. state. He's won
3: the, um, I can't remember the who won last year. Of, we oh, went national. last year, didn't we, Ronan? No, I can't remember either. We just, <laughs> we we just know it wasn't we just know it wasn't Wolsey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to all like the turntablists out there, man. The like, Wall of Melbourne, the Great Wall. The Great Wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Great Wall. The Great Wall. The seven foot assassin. Uh, yeah, well, we're talking about rage oh, Yeah, or just all
1: videos, man. What follows- oh, yeah. oh, actually,
3: it's just quickly. Yeah, <laughs> please. There's one thing I've got to say that if- Whenever Josh and I ever get asked, what's the one clip you wish you had made? Mm. The answer, we both had the same answer, and it's Devil's Clay. Oh,
1: really? You wanted to make that one. It <laughs> is yeah. one of
3: the, if not greatest, film clips ever made. Yeah. Nick- uh, Nick's Nick Race
1: Nick One Nick One Nick His one. wife shot. Yeah oh, No no Or partner it was, it, was, it was both Sorry? of them Because we're in it We're yeah, fucking yeah, oh, Gafflin Tackling him Dude, It was on top of a building is, In West End It was filmed in West End
3: It's incredible Yeah yeah You go back to it,
1: We're in it Like I'm yeah, tackling yeah, him And Brisbane. Dale's in Like there's tons of Oath Dalski Mate Jaden Is in Dude, a wheelchair It's, like, it's incredible
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: the, But know? the artwork Inside Billy's album Was a shot from there as well I think taken up Yeah up, yeah, up on top of the roof so, With yeah, the beer yeah, With yeah. all them fellas in well, Yeah
3: Well I remember like being at um, oh, We were down at Chapel Street once Or something And Bill We were down at Revolver And Bill just started Rapping this song to me And it was like all about throwing human shit at people.
5: Yeah.
3: I said, oh, what inspired that? He goes, oh, I was at like, um, <laughs> where was he? Like at Chapel Street a... Festival or something, and he f- needed a turd, and he just threw yeah, it off it's the roof. based but... on a
1: true story, yeah. <laughs> Supposedly based on a true story. Oh, yeah,
3: based on oh. a true story, so yeah. We'll, we'll, and then we'll,
1: Devil's Clay we'll came let, about. We'll, and, I won't um, say too much, but we'll let Billy clarify that one. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, good. Yeah, oh, you're getting him so, on? Yeah.
3: Awesome, yeah. I spoke to him the other day. What a legend. Yeah. But that is seriously the clip that Josh and I always go, if we could have made one clip, it would be fucking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is just like technically it's awesome. It's a great edit. It looks fantastic. Beautiful framing.
1: It was the first Com- time I've ever been involved.
3: Incredible that, performances. <laughs> match like costumes, the... <laughs> the poo is incredible, yeah. and man. And the wheelchairs you know and I mean, the fucking, like, like,
1: we're throwing toilet, like, hunts are throwing toilet paper rolls. Oh, around, Jacko, just, yeah. man,
3: with the fucking shirt off, doing all this. <laughs> yeah, and Sui, Sui was in it? Was Sui, Sui in, in it? it? Was Sui... Oh, no, he was don't, in um, don't, you... don't You Hear Me. That's right, the lazy one. Yeah, Sui's in yeah. Don't You Hear Me. Man. That's a good clue. He's in Cryowave yeah, well. that was that was, <laughs> that was fun. I think we did that one in 2009. So that was, that was Bias and Gav That's right. collaborated for that one. And I came up and shot and it work. and cut it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Jacob,
3: please. <laughs> Hello, Adam. I love you. <laughs> no, shit. Oh, well I was there, I remember. Like yeah, you know, no, was they great. were directing. Yeah, they were directing. Yeah. That's exactly right. And I was shooting it and, and you know, Gav and I with mm. with Rafto and uh, all that lit it and everything and it was that was, yeah, a, go that was a good shoot, man. That was. A, I think it was the first time I met Eric as well. Possibly, yeah, probably. I think it was the first time I met Eric.
1: Nah, no, 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 no. We do 2009. A nah, we all met a revolver earlier than that. Oh, I yeah. know. I had met him before yeah, that. We, I had. I they, would have met him in yeah, the mid Melbourne 2000s. Shows, yeah, hundreds yeah. times. Oh, no, maybe it was. Oh, dude, I still I remember one of the first times I met yeah. you as I was in Melbourne with Oath and you came up to me and goes, "Jake, you're good. You got everything." And I was like, "Oh, hey, like you know, I just I didn't know you, but." You know, yeah. well, I got to know you. Yeah. You
3: know, yeah. It oh, absolutely, man. Mm. I mean, look, the yeah, Mel- it would have been Oath around the same time. So yeah. yeah. So the Melbourne brizzy connection, you know, which I I learnt through, really through Bigfoot, mm. was just incredible, man. Yeah. Like, and it's still to this. I mean, to I'm me, here, it was
1: magical, man. Like the, I'm the, here in
3: 2019 at a Soul Weekend. it's Still yes. catching up with you guys. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that I've met through. Yep. through the music and through film yeah. clips and it's
1: just that early awesome, connection man. between like you know both with bony and stone those that cross border oh, connection it's so dope man so bony and stony was a yep. beautiful moment you know like to me and like a something that just really captured what existed at a point like oh, you know it's just an amazing completely. amazing little snapshot of a point in time and what could exist pre-internet yeah. the way borders could be crossed the way well, we could you, fucking. You, you had to you do know. a live
3: show mm. yep yeah, you didn't know, suck. You didn't suck and fucking retire if you only got ten likes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, <laughs> you know? oh, exactly. oh, was this guy. I mean, I've like DJ for this fella, yeah, standing behind with twenty people in the back of the Gershwin room at, at, at the ESPY, mm. and fifteen of them are our mates. And him fucking throwing mic stands and jumping in the crowd and throwing beers at dude. And like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. give him that show. You yeah. that show? <laughs> yeah, man. You're there yeah, for a reason. Holds it down, Everybody's
0: man. Sulking. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Get up there and go. Oh, me boys have done, done underage shows oh. where there's like a bunch of kids like, <laughs> sitting there cross-legged, looking bored, looking up at you. Like, Dude, we support but, like, but, like bro, like, fucking the Rick
1: shows back in the day, you'd rap to three people, supporting MOP in <laughs> Byron Bay. It was, oh, it was, like, yeah. it was almost yeah. embarrassing. The, the only people Dude, there were the 750. Of, the the only people photos. there were 750, and that was because we supported seven fifteen 750 Kings Connected supporting. You were the double bur- uh, double rums. Yeah. And the durry oh, hanging out that yeah. photo, man. It's classic. That minibus ride was something else down there, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right <laughs> like <laughs> well, I Well, I, I never thought I'd ever say this, but I gotta kinda of say thank God for Serato because DJing with Bigfoot on stage with vinyl was just not fucking good.
0: Nah. <laughs> I don't do everywhere. much exercise outside sort of live show. Bands
3: so I gotta everywhere, you know, I've got to everywhere fuck up man. Jumping everywhere. Fucking A dude. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Fuck.
3: Yeah, so look, yeah, Devil's Clay. Yeah. That's definitely the film clip we both
1: wish we, we made. Yeah. What followed what was the one that followed Move on the Pavement? Move on
3: the paper. The next one was corrupt by wow. taunts.
1: Oh, word! Yeah. yeah, no shit.
3: So I'd and then po- footprints. Uh, then footprints. I'm pretty sure. Or did I do lost highway? Not sure. no. even been lost highway. Then footprints. Not but sure. But footprints was footprints was early. It was yeah. it, it. was very early, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I we do. had this like little Sony camera that, again, is probably worth like ten dollars nowadays. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I
1: remember Biggie telling me, he "Goes, man, like I grew up on Michael Jackson videos." And the minute he said that to me, I was like, "I get it."
0: Mm. I was like, yeah, "Word, yeah. dude!" You know, the song Word. to start, be like, "No, nah, we want an intro. We want to yeah. set up." Yeah, Heater likes making movies. He wants a storyline and yeah. narrative going yeah. on, not just you know you guys know. frowning and shit, yeah. holding a beer. You know, we're, yeah. we're trying to do something different, so.
1: Oh, it was dope, and it was early, that was early concept idea. video. I think yeah. you know. footer. You know,
0: the whole songs, all that yeah. imagery and that, you know. So. Well, you're dope
1: with it on there, man. Like, yeah, absolutely. And,
0: man. yeah, so that, that was the idea. We'll get some WAC MCs having yep. a cypher on their way to a crappy open mic. <laughs> type, so, <laughs> and, ah. uh, yeah. The, and we'll, add, we'll attack them and, uh, you know, just like. Yeah. Tape them up. Yeah. Tape them up with cassette tapes and, you know, hog time with mic cords and shove mics in their mouth and, uh mm. And kill them in a in a sewer down there <laughs> <laughs> with um, actual actual real- Yeah, we got
3: butcher like butcher yeah, guts. We went up to Marcus. Yeah. Marcus
0: hooked us up with the guts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we made Griggs and Cade lie down in the drains there. I was going to say it was Cade, wasn't it? And Dude, pour, we were in the Animal guts all over him and stuff. Oh, like, yeah.
3: That shit was gnarly, man. But we lit the whole thing with like torches and gas lamps. No shit. And that whole scene where they're running through- where yeah. the boys are being chased, they're yeah, running yeah. through the bush. Yeah. It was actually a static shot. And what we are do, we just sort of move the camera a little bit. And we had like Bigfoot and Fletch on on either side of the boys just hitting them with fucking branches. <laughs> 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 they're, they're running on the spot. right? there's like some Benny, Benny Hill shit, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Dilly Bigfoot dilly and Fletch dilly. just like whacking the boys in the head. Like, yeah. nah, take how come that's
1: not uploaded to your channel, Heath? That'd be, well, it's obviously on YouTube, but uh, it's should, not uploaded to Big Heater One. On, I'm just looking now. Oh, it should be. I'm sure it was. But yeah,
3: Rowan Rowan cut that one. And uh, that's where I really learnt about editing. Yeah. And just, man, he smashed that whole edit out in a day, basically. Wow. And he also taught me things like, you know, you set up your shot, you want it framed, you call action, that's the shot, you call cut, and it's done. Yeah. But you have what's called like pre-roll, so you roll early and it might be you know, just getting the fucking shot up in, into someone's face and he goes, mate, that's the stuff you use. Mm. Use those things. Use those bits that aren't aren't supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just create these there's great the transitions between shots and mm. scenes and so forth and mm. you're going, oh, dude, I never thought of that, man. Mm. That's crazy. And he, like, you actually watch that film clip and there's so much stuff in there that's actually wasn't intentional. Mm-hmm. That he actually just found on the pre-rolls and went, oh, dude, that's in. Yeah. It might even just be like a torch getting past, you know, down the lens yeah, yeah. Uh, of the camera and just going, oh, man, that's cool. Put that in. And yeah. you're like, oh, wow, it's a really hectic cut. There's something like nearly 200 edits in there. It's,
1: Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a manic. It's, it, it moves. It's huge. Well, know? it's a fast-paced fast track, track, you
3: know, and you know I love my fast exactly. track. Exactly, yeah. And, yeah, we just, just went, man, man, let's, like, fucking do something a bit different. And, yeah. Let's fucking let's take the piss yeah. as well. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have fun with yeah, it. it. It's like yeah. a story. Can't, going all, on can't room, all be yeah. serious. Can't yeah. all stand behind cyclone fencing looking hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it.
1: That's it. But it's that it's that early that early vision, dude, and that's where that vision starts shaping. And that's I think right. I think when you look when you look how your videos have moved, you see how you see the transition. So I suppose the next step is like the yeah. full clip years, obviously yeah. where you made some fucking real yep. magic. Yep. And then in the full clip years, you start doing those real cinematic-y fucking mm. videos that like are beyond the norm. Like they're, we started, they're
3: well they're class they're, they're of a We whole... started getting better equipment. We, we, yeah. we like, all these clips had no budget, man. Yeah. They had nothing. Yeah. I think, you know like oh, foot, foot, footprints for example probably we probably spent a hundred bucks on and that was yeah. just for the guts
1: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. no nah, marcus hooked us up pretty sure he, he hooked us up didn't
3: he oh i probably
1: did, did so you know maybe the hundred yeah, bucks was for batteries yeah, yeah, or yeah, something yeah, yeah, you know like yeah. it was Percy
3: fella, butcher, yeah. Hooked yeah. Us up. but um yeah it was like okay cool uh you know you you learn every time you learn from your mistakes you learn from your failures and you know one of the worst clips i ever did was prime
1: Which What Oh Prime
3: Adelaide dude Yeah nice dude man Great dude But a fucking terrible film clip Really Oh we just destroyed it Don't even know Like in the In the negative way It was just horrible man Really Yeah it's just a shit film clip
1: (laughs) (laughs) No shit When was that
3: Oh, no, that would have been around 2.11, two 2.12 or really, something like that. Really? That
1: late in the piece? like Yeah, you know, it was like- well, oh, in recent for what it's worth? It like,
3: was like one of the last ones Henry and I did. Yeah, okay. And it was just like, oh, man, we're just going down a road that's- Yeah, it's are we're, 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 actually, we're actually just doing film clips for the sake of doing film clips. Yeah, and yeah. And it was going down. It felt like it was going down. Yeah. It felt like the quality control wasn't there. We were just saying yes to everything. And that's not what- I kind of set out to do yeah, and what I right. wanted to do, and it wasn't until oh was it 2010 mm. when Josh called up and said, "Hey, man, um, don't tell anyone this, but Trem's about to release a solo album. and Trem and I have talked, and we want you to yeah come on board and do this film clips a song called Amiga Man." Oh fuck.
2: Yeah, that well, that was the transition from
3: up to down and shit. That was fucking. That's all, Josh, man. Like mm. that, that were all his ideas. He's a mm. fucking genius director. Yeah. yeah, Like his concepts. Like I still struggle. Like I've known Joshie, yeah, like for twenty years now. And I still struggle when he initially tells me concepts because they're so fucking big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, dude, I just need to process that a little bit because yeah. that's out there, man. Yeah. That's
1: That's incredible. But you that's require the dream of it. Outside. You need that dude Absolutely. that just has that the dream. Like it's like, you know, yeah. man, I see this, you yeah. know, like.
3: And we would sort of alternate between shooting and directing ourselves and then we really, I think we really found our groove, and I hope Joshie doesn't mind me saying this, but really found our groove when he started really taking over directing and I just started straight shooting. Yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, when he called when he called up about Amiga Man, it was like, Fuck oh, man, are you serious? Like Trim's releasing an album? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. Trem's a- releasing an album. You want yeah. me to be a, a part yeah. of like uh, is there someone with a camera behind me that's gonna prank me or something. Yeah, she, is this yeah, real? Yeah, like yeah. it was yeah. it was incredible, man. It was an amazing phone call. I'm like, dude. Hundred percent. Yeah, I haven't seen you for like nearly ten years, man. Why, why, why haven't we been doing anything?
1: Well, I'm, dude. I'm blessed, and as Bigfoot is too. Like, we're blessed to have gotten the early videos off you. So, mm. Biggie got the footprints. I got get the fuck out of here. Oh, you know, we well, got you. Love doing that. We game. got you doing. That was doing, a lot of fun. But out. then we got the good video too. So we got the Deuce Deuce video. So that was when you and Henry yeah. had sort of stepped things up slightly. Yeah. We're getting yeah. bigger. Like, there's no, there's no, there was no money in it. But we went and hired fucking dollies and well, that, runs, whatever thing. the fuck the things were called. You know, you know equipment
3: like, became more accessible. Yeah equipment
1: but then just continuing sorry continuing yeah. this then obviously we'll get to the cold we i'll talk briefly on the cold heat stuff but yeah you and josh when you came up to do the cold heat thing yeah. we just went to another level it was just like holy fuck man well, these motherfuckers are making a movie now like, well that was it man shit you know like you know
3: because you get to a point and you know we started we, we both started everyone started out film clips doing rapper hands yeah, yeah and everyone that's made a film clip in hip hop is done. Rap hands exactly, and it's a great place to cut your teeth on. Yeah, to learn, you know, your craft and so forth, and work, you know, and sort of realize what works and what doesn't, mm. and. Then you progress and you get to a point you you go, dude, I, I can't fucking film another cunt standing there with a mm. fucking long neck in his hand. It's, yeah. it's driving me insane.
1: In but door. I've got to say, dude, I've got <laughs> to- Because say- you've
3: got to go and cut it as well <laughs> and you're like, oh, dude. And
1: I so don't bad. mean, I don't want to interrupt, and uh, but I do have to say it has been a, an absolute fucking honour, an honour, all gigs aside, like jokes and all that sort of bullshit. Having had your input it, like throughout my music, mm. you know, like- Dude, you've played as pivotal a role in my music as fucking Proof, Lays, Oath, Gav, yeah, but like know, as anyone, man. We, like, we consider, you were there, dude. We consider you know? ourselves
3: very privileged I to, sent be, you to songs. be a part of yeah. your journey as well. Mm, like, it's mm. always an honour to us. And, you know, I've been very fortunate that the artists that we've worked with, you know, in the past and, and present... You know we like their music mm, mm. so it's fucking amazing to be a part of that or to be asked to be a part of that yeah and included in that it's it's mind-blowing and you, know, you really just get into them and the thing with cold heat was i think gav sent us bring To your city and we're like the lazy beat mm. like yeah this is cool this is cool what else you got we always josh mm. and i always asked for more songs yeah um you know, you guys might have an idea that this is the one I want this to jump the off song. as a single. Yep, yep. Um, and just digressing a little bit, with Deuce Deuce- that was like one of the last beats you did for Commercial Hell, and yeah. it was a throwaway track. And Proof just happened to send it to me. I went to. I sent it th- to you. Oh, you sent it remember, to me? remember
1: I sent you, I can, t- I can tell you exactly what yeah. happened. I was going to just up the road here at my parents' place in fucking Browns Plains. I'd gotten off a bus, and I'd sent you uh, fuck a guest spot, Fags. Yeah. And you'd hit me back immediately, like, mm, yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, okay. Because well, like-. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, li- I like this. Song. I kind of want to well, make a it, video. I liked for it too. It. And man, I thought but- to myself, Lopsy had just sent me Deuce Do, So I'd d- done it with Gab. Proof was overseas. Man. He was in Boston and New York. That- that's and I right, recorded with Gav for that. So i just gone and knocked it out with Gav. And me and Gav finished it and went, oh, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, whatever. it's done. Maybe we'll use it. I sent it to Lops. I was like, Lops, there's fucking eight bars at the end. Chuck some cuts on it. Lops yeah. put these cuts on it and yeah. it just fucking, just these eight, these eight bars of cuts or six. Oh, to cuts many. Are, he was Bro, so ill on he the He hit like, the, you know, fader, me and Lops, so like Ill. I used to hand Lops a lot of the records to cut. Like at a point, yeah. like Lopsy got to a point where he was just like, like he was <laughs> cum- <laughs> and begrudging and like, you know, like you. (laughs) just have to be like, all right, I'll bring the fucking records, cunt. That was one of the instances where Lops put everything on that and there was nothing out of place. To me, it was like, thank you, man. And that's when I sent that to you. You called. I sent it to you. You called me. I went into JB Hi-Fi and walked around JB Hi-Fi, in and out of JB Hi-Fi for two and a half hours while we spoke on the phone about how we were going to shoot. And you made me believe it. I was just like, okay, it's it's all right.
3: Really, to me, that song should be called Rise of the Rebel. Yeah. Because... It's your history in, in Brisbane, hip-hop, and coming through, like, town drunks and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And I was like, man, this, like, if this is going to be your first song, your first film clip, mm. this is a, like, there's no Second great-
1: th- at that stage, but first proper with you. Well, yeah. we, we did get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we did get the fuck just out, just out of here. Just throwaway shit, kind of.
3: But, um, but that wasn't on the album. No, 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 no. No, so not. in yeah. terms of, like, your That's solo right, album for the, album. Yeah, for exactly. the release, yeah. there was no better song that introduced you to the world than Deuce yeah. Deuce. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. your first formal.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, seven inch. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I got fucking when he first dropped it, fucking my inbox blew up with them fucking showing me the fucking photo of the fucking Run DMC like. What was it? The um cover of the that Run DMC. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. it was obviously yeah. Australian hip hop scene very young at the point, but yeah, I got my fucking inbox blew up of them showing that. Fucking uh, the cover the, yeah. the We were biting. Song. Yeah, I was kind doing biting. It's like, do you know what homage is? Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then, and then we
1: continued out. the theme with commercial hell because commercial yeah. hell was a raising hell. Like, um, absolutely. Deuce Deuce was the king of rock album, and yep. raising hell was uh, commercial hell was raising hell. Like, that's that, the was right, the, man. that was the. That was the theme. That's thinking. great. I love that artwork, yeah, man.
2: Inbox. Literally, it was at least fucking once a day to fucking a couple times a week. Or what's this?
1: Fuck okay. <laughs> out. Dude, I do, I do recall there was a little bit of back. There was like, I remember seeing, I think Rain Man or someone like that hit me with something that some dude was calling me a biter or something. I'm just like, man, like, I just pay homage, dude. I'm a hip-hop fan, dude. Like, that's what I am at the end of the day. And run DMC where everything. But it's not about, like, I want to talk, you know, about this. Yeah, yeah, this, no, like, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> you know, like.
3: But, yeah, that was the clip. It was just mm. like, man, it just made sense. And, and mm. you would hear when you get presented songs from artists, some people are very clear on what they want as a single and what mm. they want as a clip. Some people are very clear on what they want as a concept. Some go, I, I got nothing. Mm. Uh, just come up with something and you go, yeah, cool. Mm. The fun Call is one that we did, uh, Vamoose. Yeah. Um, I presented a concept to him, which was like, um, like a kind of a little mini remake, of Repo Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they went, oh, I love the idea. It's great, but we don't want to be in it. I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean you don't want to be in it? Oh, no, we don't want to be in it. And uh, that just sounds like too much work. I went, so I got off the phone and just went, and just started writing shit down and went, "Ah, oh, fuck it. We'll just make a film clip about a guy making a toasted sandwich that gets shot six times. <laughs> and they went, we love
1: it. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> just through some left field fucking content. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they went. But how is it? You move that camera in. It's, it's so incrementally. Like it moves so slowly. fucking slowly. Yeah. That's the course of the song. So
3: it was, it was shot on a on a fish on a dolly. Uh, no, it was Alamac, I think it was. Uh, a dolly. Mm. And on old school rails, mm. like grip rails. Yeah. Um, so cause we're in a warehouse and the floor was really rough. You couldn't wheel the dolly. It had to be on tracks so cause it would have just vibrated the yeah. whole time. So we basically Lou Higgins, who was the grip said, I've got an idea. This is what we can do. We can actually put, if you go on a 50 mil lens being a little bit longer, um, we can put rail in front of the camera mm. that you won't see. And then as we move past, as we move forward, sorry, towards the subject, we'll get under the camera, take the rail off the back and attach it to the front. Mm. But we'll stay out of shot. Yeah. And you're like, what do you mean? So you're actually going to like keep – because you couldn't have the rail in the whole time. You would have seen it. So they're peeling as, – So as, they're as, moving – So they're moving the camera on the rail. Fuck. And so to keep the rail out, they had to take off the back and put on the front yeah, exactly, so we could keep it's... moving because the camera never stops. Yeah, 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 yeah. And moves. you would have
1: seen the- You would have seen the rail. Exactly, yeah. So
3: there's like, I think every time like Henry got his head in shot, yeah. you know, yeah. like um, for, for the rehearsals because we had live squibs. We had squib hits, like blood hits. Okay. So they're remote controlled blood pellets. Yeah. So a guy sits there and he triggers it and it explodes. Yeah. And it blows through the shirt. Now, I think we had a $3,000 budget on that, and we probably spent about $2,000 on special effects. (laughs) So it was six body hits. Yeah. And we had one go at it. We rehearsed it for four hours, and it was like, okay, the light's right. Let's go. Let's shoot. It was one take. And here he's like, oh, I'll just set up another camera over here. It's like, no, man, you don't need it. It's one shot. No, no, but if something fails, I said, if something fails, the whole clip's fucked. We've got nothing. Yeah. So we had like a 95% chance of this thing potentially fucking up in our, like blowing up in our faces yeah. and having nothing at the end of the day. We pulled it off. We somehow pulled it off. We never saw anyone in shot. You never saw the rails. All the squib hits went off at the same time. So as Benji, it was Benji who played Malcolm Kennedy on Neighbours. Yeah. He was the actor in it. Yeah. Uh, Very dear friend. And, um, you know, we rehearsed it for weeks and weeks and weeks. In, in the shed down the back. So as we're doing it, as the camera's moving forward, I had the script and I had marked out where all the squib hits were going to happen, so I'm queuing the special effects guy to do that. And somehow it worked, man. It just worked. Yeah. And then we went to Henry at the end and we go, how was your shot? And he goes, I didn't press record. Oh. <laughs> so it was like... Oh. But we weren't going to use that shot anyway. There get, was no yeah. backup. The, the, yeah. point, the point is there's no backup yeah. on a one-shotter yeah. with squib hits. You're spending two grand on fucking six squib hits. Yeah. You're not doing it again. No, dude, <laughs> you know dude, what I mean? So, dude. But that was, that was more to the point of that's what we were doing. That's what we were wanting to push. We'll just not get gimmicky so much, but just extend yeah. concepts and ideas and – Going back to when Josh called about Amiga uh, Man, it was like, and he just sent through all these references and all these ideas, and it was like, man, this shit is bananas. He goes, I want to go from above the sit, like from ground level, and I want to go underneath. Like yeah. the whole idea is that Trem is so fucked off with hip hop and the state of hip hop on the surface that he's had to go underground and take, yeah the legacy with him and so forth. And Josh goes, I want to do these transitions from
1: above. Well he's Omega Man, isn't he? Like it's you know, almost like a superhero. That's like exactly it's, it.
3: Yeah. And the whole the whole concept that every time you see something on the surface, it's it's fake. It's artificial. Mm. It's mm. it's ugly. Mm. You know, which is why there's all those shots of the mannequins and plastic floating around. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. disheveled, like it's not real. The whole yeah. thing's plastic. It's like and stagnant
1: fake. water with shit in it. Yeah. And, fucking, yeah, yeah, and when you get an and, MC,
3: and when you get an MC like Trem delivering those lyrics to you man the fucking shit writes itself yeah so, <laughs> so you know, what was know, it like I mean, to work with trem like on that oh, first unbelievable, occasion man. on that first like, occasion
1: incredible man. and trem has such a meticulous He's, approach to his art very much so how does he approach you where oh well how do you approach him with those concepts when you're working with someone with such well, a lots of, your, lots of lots of meetings yeah
3: lots of meetings uh, not so much justifying stuff but actually just talking through concepts Understanding what's in Joshie's head. Yeah. Um, and getting that out and putting it in front of the camera and so forth. Like that takes a lot of sit-downs, takes a lot of meetings. You know, like we on average might spend six months on a film clip mm. from conception to execution mm. just to make sure that it's all there. So when you go and shoot it, everyone's on the same page. joshy has got what he needs to yeah. direct and bring it to life. Yeah. And I understand what he needs to be shot. Yeah. And the artist and, and Trem standing in front of you knows what he's walking into as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got to build that confidence with everyone. Yeah. You need to feel confident. They need to feel confident. It's just bucket loads of meetings. Yeah. And Trem is, yeah, incredibly meticulous.
1: Meticulous without fail.
3: And I love that. Yeah. He <laughs> gives a fuck, man. Yeah. That's
1: the thing. Yeah. He yeah. gives a shit. That's why things he does take time. Absolutely. That's why things, I'm, you know. No like,
3: problem with that, man. Yeah.
1: We'll get to Uncut, too, because you yeah. are now officially an Uncut artist. You know, well, you have. A, to you release, have
3: release of 45. Yeah, yeah
1: you have music coming. We'll, we're we're going to yeah. get to that shortly. But another person, well, I mean, I suppose we should talk more about Animal Kingdom, but a couple of the clips that I want to speak on, the stuff you've done with Briggs, man, like, really yeah. is. Yeah, Bad, Up, Bad is, Apples was a big oh. one, man. That was. Beyond, yeah. beyond spectacular, man. Like I don't have the adjectives to describe. Really, the vi- the. I know you like visuals, by You hate that shit. But the, I do hate visuals. You hate, I hate visuals, hate visuals time, but You man. hate that shit, it's man. Like fucking like, urban. Yeah, 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 yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. <laughs> don't ever tell me I listen to urban music and I've never done a fucking visual before. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but what you, but dude, like what you bring visually, like you yeah. can't. It's, it's unquestionable. It's fucking yeah. bad apples, man. Well, like, well, was, did you just
3: go out to in for that? Yeah, we went up to a place called Murchison, mm-hmm. which is 20 k's out of um, south of Shep. Yep. And it used to be before the highway went in, to get from Shepparton to Melbourne onto the Hume Highway, you had to go through Murchison. And Murchison has this, oh, I think most a lot of it's gone now, had this awesome old school pub, the old train, basically deserted train station and a servo. Mm. That's what Murchison East was. It was just a deserted little town. Yeah. And um, we got the song from Briggs and we just went, man. Josh and I just said to him, man, you found your voice. Yeah, yeah. This is it. Like yeah. you're, you're changing yeah. shit, man. Yeah. I know you're sick of what you're doing. You're sick of looking at the same fucking people in the audience and all that. You actually found your voice, and it was like we're like, yeah, man. This is this. If we pull this off, yeah. This is going to be very big for him. And, yeah. You know, and we had to really be true to that. You know, and so we went up there, and you know, we sort of Josh and I came up with a bit of a concept that it's like sort of I got like a western sort of like outback yeah yeah, yeah. so we shot it it kind of looks like that color yeah. like the color well is. we shot it at a color temperature that was quite high so you know daylight reads at 5600 5600 mm. kelvins tungsten is 32 that's a, the temperatures yes so we shot this at like 8000 so that's why it looks really burnt wow we wanted to look hot we yeah. wanted to look desolate you we yeah. wanted to like there's really no colour in that film apart from the burnt orange and yeah. whatever the pe- In the, the room, yeah. Yeah. Or the- yeah. 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 I mean, again, that's all that was all Josh's stuff, man. That, you know. And, and you know, obviously with, with Briggs and, yeah, yeah. and so forth. Like, you know, you run past and people come up and you just keep throwing ideas around and you eventually get to yeah to an idea. Um, but yeah, that was that was huge. We shot that, I think, over two, three three days. Okay. And we broke it up into the time. Of day that we wanted to shoot, whether it be dusk, you know, midday or sort of getting towards night. Uh, and it was supposed to rain on one of the days or something, so we made sure that we were going to be inside for that. It didn't end up raining, but that's how we sort of scheduled everything. We go, we're going to just spread it out over three days and just shoot for like four hours a day as opposed to doing, you know, 12 hours, 20 hours on the fucking clip. And yeah, that one, that one came up really well, man. Oh, and I yeah. think... I think Briggs was really happy with it, you oh, know. How could you not be? Um again how could you be Josh but? Josh's direction was just flawless again. Yeah. And you know, it was just it just it just fell into place.
1: And you you speak highly of Josh. What has Josh brought like as I've seen it personally, but can you articulate what Josh has brought? to you like what what, like you you work so well together you laugh together Uh, like when you get to the end of a shoot you just can't buy a bottle of bourbon and fucking (laughs) smash it and laugh your fucking heads off and you've got your own little in jokes that you know like it's what like the dynamic between you two guys you've really taken what existed in full clip and just fucking exponentially grown on to that like Uh, it's it's just I think it's very simple man I
3: think we're just mad film buffs yeah we just love film yeah And television just Mm. love creating a shot working out that shot will maybe get used again in three edits time Mm. like you know when we go and shoot something when we walk into a lot of things it's we're either cutting it in our head as we're shooting it going yep that'll go there Mm. and then obviously things on the day turn up you go shit I never thought of that oh yeah let's get that oh that looks amazing Mm. and it ends up in the edit but I think the connection between Joshy and I, and and, you know, the mutual respect is just from being fucking film fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just love film, man. That's that's it. Love creating it, love being a part of it.
5: Yeah.
3: You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that call themselves cinematographers and all that sort Mm. of shit. And it's like, eh, nah. That's a wanky fucking term. Nah, (laughs) you know. Yeah. If your shit hasn't been shown to cinema, I don't even. I wouldn't even call myself that. And people go, yeah. oh, "No, you're a cinematographer." I was like, "No, nah, dude. Nah, mm-hmm. No, no, no. That's those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's those guys like running the fucking show, shooting the show.
1: Yeah. But." Uh sorry, what were we say? Oh, well, just like, in terms of Josh and how Josh- Oh, Josh, yeah, Just yeah. the impact Josh has sorry, had. Sorry, be- Josh, I, I didn't forget about I you. mean, you're, 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 you know, like, you're older than Josh. Like, you've mm. obviously had a profound- Older in- all you fuckers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, you've obviously had a profound impact on one another, but, like, yeah. he's- Oh, man, like, you know, we'll, we'll
3: watch films or he'll call up and go, man, have you seen this yet? And you're like, oh, no. He goes, fucking check it out. And you go, oh, you yeah. know, you do the same, vice versa, back and forth. And then, you know, like, a lot of, lot of the concepts- that we come up with a uh, like what we we're talking about before homage, mm. Mm. you know. Have you ever heard what fucking homage is? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. well, we love that scene. Let's reinterpret. It's the same as sampling. It's yeah. no different to sampling. Yeah. To making music, you're taking your favourite part of that record and making it better in your own opinion. Yeah, or trying to replicate it and yeah. you know, enjoy it. Same thing with film clips. You go, man, that scene in that fucking film, man. Oh, let's do something like that. Great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nah, it's not original ideas
1: anymore. It can't
3: be, dude. We, we, <laughs> it no, can't I, be. I,
1: like, I, I seriously I'm sure, don't. I'm sure there is. Yeah. I honestly don't think you can overstate the importance of your role in contemporary hip-hop in this country, man. Like, you just can't. Like, you've brought a visual. People want you to shoot their video, man. No, Just to really. boost them. Not no, anymore. no, no. I know that, dude, like, it's different now because there's yeah. a million young motherfuckers with a camera. Everyone's like, got a camera. Seriously, yeah. but. but. Oh, and I'm happy
3: with, with how it works. Yeah, it yeah, is the same, man. Like, we maybe. Pretty much all we're doing clips for is like either uncut
1: artists or, or Briggs. But is that. Uh, and is that's that, great. Yeah, but is that because you're, you know, your own personal. I mean, you're working fucking. Oh, well, no, massive we don't put ourselves out there, man. No, but you're out there doing your day we're job. Doing the film side. Yeah, but right. in
3: terms of film clips, we don't put ourselves out there or ask mm. or. Even talk about ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. You know, what I mean? know. Which is, but that's well, why this we're is here. Kind of a little yeah. bit awkward as well. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I don't like, want to downplay it, man. Yeah.
1: Because I think I think Trem would agree. I think Biggie would agree. Like your vision you've brought. Like it's man the videos do. Like I'm like fucking Animal Kings Kingdom, and Bad Apples, you're fucking. Cameoed uh, Imbriggs's clip. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Your boxing <laughs> trainer, <laughs> the, the ref. Yeah. 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 Cameo
3: many, or uh, the first uh, one. I don't know. I wish.
1: Well, I wish I was few.
3: in that one as well. You yeah, cameoed in that one. Yep. I was the manager in Wrong Brother. Oh, record, manager, the yeah, one yeah. the record manager, I think yeah. it was. Um I think I snuck myself into footprints, maybe my foot or something like that. Deuce, <laughs> deuce. You sat on the
1: balcony in Deuce Deuce. Well Gabby. Deuce the Deuce. The I was yeah. like, yes, yeah, skull and a beer yeah. on the on the
3: balcony at yeah. your old joint. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I try to sneak in, try to do the Hitchcock. You know? Do do
5: much
3: acting? Oh, I was in a film called Trojan Warrior once.
1: Bullfuck, fuck. Were you in Trojan Warrior?
3: Yeah, I was playing really? a, playing a skinhead. No shit. And I got a, like a bottle smashed over my head and like choked by a fucking telephone wire. Really? <laughs> yeah, in Trojan Warrior. Yeah, <laughs> wow. did you ever see that? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, yeah. my God. What was the, what was
1: the dude's name? That Stand the Man, London Eaties. Or whatever. Oh. Then Chopper Reed was in it as well or something. Chopper was Reed
3: was in it. Yeah. Um, was
1: that what they fucking. Um, Bias, Brad, and them they did that. machete. That's right. Yeah, that was for that.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, it chopper? was. Did you yeah. chop it? Yeah, Bias yeah. balance. Yeah, was, that was it that? machete? Oh no, maybe that was the one that was, maybe oh, I
1: can't remember. What I can't it was remember called. what the song was called now. No, I can't yeah, remember. it was
3: Brad and Bias,
1: and they did the song for the soundtrack or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, that film was bizarre,
3: man. That was Yeah, I remember hiring me and that I was, was like, that film. was like fucking reverse filmmaking. That was like everything, yeah, yeah. everything that you shouldn't do, we did. Yeah. Pretty much, you know. So like, you were involved in that movie? Yeah, I was an AD on that one. Okay, well, And no. then yeah, it was a skinhead as well. do they have all like
1: <laughs> f- they had all crackers in a fucking container or something? Like they'll bring prostitutes in containers. Oh, Dude, it was out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, really no, hey. That <laughs> shit was crazy, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, was
3: it an yeah. Australian film? It was an Australian film. It was made by a production mob called Triple Three Films. And their claim to fame was pretty much remember Yol and Lim, Yol and Limex. Lim? Yeah, buy my remedy. Uh, like uh, late night commercials, we, like we selling, are drugs.
0: We are safe fix. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 <We're> like
3: <laughs> poor dude. Man, his English was so bad. And these yeah. guys made those commercials. And then went. I
0: think it was a Melbourne thing. Yeah, I think it was yeah. in Bridge yeah.
3: Road or something. Like yeah. yeah, like late night, like herbal remedy, fucking yeah, commercials.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and
3: then they went oh, we're going to make a film. So they made this film. They wrote it. Uh, it was written by a guy called Hedley Gritter who's been running a show on Triple R yeah. for like 20, 30 years or something like that, like forever. Uh, he wrote it. A guy called Salix Silverstein directed it. He'd done a lot of commercials and yeah. so forth. This thing was a wild ride, man. Yeah. This this thing was all over the place. Yeah, Like Stan was... His knees were crap and, uh, you know, he could barely stand up and we're like shooting these fight sequences going, man, this is going to be sick. And then you see it and the fight slides for two seconds and you realise that Stan never takes a hit.
5: No shit. Until the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean?
3: <laughs> but we had, oh man, we had this one dude. Like there was the who's who of the underworld in that, yeah. that film. There were some fucking heavy, heavy dudes that yeah. were involved in that. And I think that's probably where a lot of the budget came from. Yeah. Um there was one time, one time Investors. one of the producers came out and started introducing us to this guy that none of us had seen, he wasn't involved in the production. And um, started introducing him to everyone on the crew going, "Oh, this is the guy that uh is going to like fund the rest of the film so we can keep making it and you can all get paid." And we're like, "What do you mean there's no money?" <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, no, no, I found this guy." <laughs> so this dude Um, I think it was the producer's mum or the director's mum was listening to like Talkback Radio or something, like ABC or something, AM, and heard that there was some guy with a suitcase full of fucking money that wanted to invest in a film. So the mum like goes, calls up a son and goes, I think I found the rest of your money for the film. You're (laughs) joking. Call this dude, comes out and just suitcase of cash. There you go. You can make the rest of the film. Yeah, yeah, Oh, completely! Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, dude! Opening flop. night, they showed it at the Astor, and it was packed. It was absolutely packed. And then it lasted in cinemas for a week, and I think Geelong had one of one of the biggest audiences, which was about ten people <laughs> that went and saw it. <laughs> and then it just went straight to VHS, yeah, DVD, straight. yeah, straight to it. But if you can find it, it's an absolute on man yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching it with those crazy
1: and I think we watched it because of the soundtrack like you know there was yeah yeah yeah.
3: Yeah, that's right it was like locals on the soundtrack yeah because the boys boys did the soundtrack so but yeah it's the one where and I think those guys that did the film did the film clip as well yeah yeah and that and I think it was maybe Trevor or Bice was telling me, they're going, yeah, yeah, they come up with this idea, like, you know, the sort of the chime sample that was in the chorus, they're like, oh, it sounds like a ballerina box, you know? Mm. Those, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those, yeah. Those, those, those toy boxes and it's ballerina. So they had just someone randomly in a tutu doing ballerina fucking circles Do they really in, in the clear? film clip and you're like, what the hell's going oh, on here? And they're like, that. oh, no, but that's what it sounds like. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> that's, oh, that's really odd hell, yeah, that, geez, that was really geez. odd For real But yeah man That was that was a career highlight i got to say yeah, <laughs> that, one, yeah, that, yeah. One, that one was a ripper Yeah But yeah Like had Jacko Dermot Brown. That's right Jacko yeah. um, Gabrielle Gatte Serving really? finger food At an M party
1: oh. You
3: know <laughs> Yeah <laughs> It was <just, laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. off the hook man yeah. And we're just like What is going on here
1: Wow that they was- dragged in every moderate Melbourne celebrity for a little fucking- One of the funniest things, man,
3: was sitting down one day, I think we were shooting at the Night Cat, and it was Doug Hawkins oh. and Jacko yeah. having a conversation about the footy show. Because like, yeah, yeah. I think Doug Hawkins was one of the first guys on the yeah. ex uh, Footscray player. And he's sitting there talking to Jacko going, oh, I don't get it. What have I got to say, like, uh, two years old or Carlton- Colton Beard presents the Footy Show. Why can't I just say Doug Hawkins says Jacko's? That's why I don't fucking do television because they make you a fucking muppet cunt and you shouldn't do it either. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't get it. Ah, you're a fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> my, 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 one of my, um, I had a mate when I was a kid, and his old man was a roof tiler and he roof tiled <clears> with Jacko, Jacko Jackson, whatever the fuck he's. Yeah, was Mark name? Mark Jack- Jack- Jackson. Mark Jackson. Yeah. That's it. You know, he Mark played Jack- he play for Geelong or something like that. Oh, he yeah. Played, he played yeah, for, yeah, he played for yeah. Geelong
0: predominantly, and yeah. Uh, yeah, he was. Known for climbing
1: up the goalposts and right. bullshitting around. Well, like- pr- before before AFL, he was, he was apparently a roof tiler and apparently <laughs> yeah. he was a fucking wanker. That's what I was, that's what, um, he's, he was, he, a- I remember as a kid, he's old man, because he was on the Energizer yeah. ad, you know, when yeah. I was a kid, the Energizer oh, ad. he was big,
3: he was a big deal, He man. was a big deal for a while. He was a really nice dude. I actually enjoyed hanging out with him. Really? But, yeah. Oh man, yeah. He, just, he, he called it how he saw it. Yeah, 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 We actually had a fight breakout on set one night. Yeah. Uh-huh. We were shooting in the city. It was a Friday night and we had uh, unit base up at the, um, the old Mint. Yeah. Uh, where's that up, like Latrobe, up near Latrobe or oh. something like that, Williams Street. And um, all these tradies had knocked off work for the night and they just got mad pissed. Mm. And where we were at the Mint, where Unit Base was, it was a construction site, so these guys just pissed on. And then came back later and they were completely drunk and just, started, just decided they wanted to fuck with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're running in and out of trucks, out of the grip trucks and the electrics, they're grabbing things, they're like pissing oh. on the trucks. You know, they got plywood, they're like, fucking come on, we'll do you can't see and all this sort of shit. And uh then one of them pissed on the safety supervisor and the safety supervisor just got this guy and just got him in a bear hug. And one of the stunties was this MMA boxer, this girl yeah. who was like 20 years old. Just jumped on this dude and fucking demolished him. No shit. Absolutely knocked the living shit out of him. (laughs) And then Stan goes to jump in.
1: Yeah.
3: I'm like, dude, don't, don't. You can't go in. So I've tried to grab him in a bear hug. I'm trying to hold back Stan the man. He's a big boy. Yeah. Like, dude, if you go in there, you throw one punch, we're all stuffed. It's all over. It's game over. Yeah. It's like, man. Are you serious? You're going to pick a fight with a film crew that's making a film about kickboxing?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah, wrong yeah. with you, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah for
3: real. <laughs> Fuck. And these dudes got demolished, man. Like, this one dude just, just wearing his nose Slip. across his face. Fuck. Yeah, it was ugly. And it was like, man. Uh, dude. <laughs> Go pick a fight with someone on Neighbours yeah, or yeah. Home and Away, man. Don't pick a fight with, like, kickboxers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, there's a
1: good dude, man. <laughs> what did Joe Mangles do? Whatever happened to Joe Mangles? That dude, oh, I love that character. Back, he
3: came back for a bit in the two thousands, did he? And I met him. Yeah, he was he was a nice dude. Yeah, he was all right. Um, but I think middling one of my, Mrs. Mangle's son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think one of my favourites out there has is, is always been uh, was always Ian Smith. Who Harold. Harold. Yeah, he's just great dude. He's a he's dynamite man. Yeah, yeah. He's just a fucking beautiful human.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, dude, let's get fucking let's get back into the music, man, because dude, obviously DJing and all that, at a point like beyond filming Trem's videos, you became his tour DJ. You know? When he decides to well, when Trem does shows, you DJed for him. Oh, that
3: was weird, man. Made
1: you have to learn Serato and Yeah,
3: I had to buy Serato, man. I had to buy a new mixer and you know, buy the control vinyl and must be an honor. I was shitting myself, yeah. and I shat myself the Big whole shows, time. Big shows, you know. Big shows, man. Yeah. But I think the first question I asked him was like, man, well, you know, you can get anyone, man. You get Bark, you can get fucking Red, you can you yeah. know. Anyone, yeah. Who do you want, man? Like, why are you? Why do you want me? He goes, oh, nothing against the other boys. He goes, I just want my mate mm. beside me. Mm. I went, oh, you know I'm not that good, right? <laughs> 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 he goes, oh, we'll we'll work it out. We'll get there somehow, you yeah. know. And again, you know, he's so meticulous and yeah. so – Respectful to the culture and and the craft that we rehearsed so many times, yeah, of over and over again, and I got a little bit better, you know. Like I wouldn't, I can never ha- hold a candle to any of those pro mm. DJs and mm. turntables. Mm. And I was kind of feeling like I was a bit fraudulent being up there, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I had so much fun, and just for him to ask that man, that just yeah. blew my fucking mind. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think the first time I met him was when we were doing Goon FM
0: oh yeah we interviewed like
1: 2002 yeah. 2003 yeah we used to have a radio show yeah yeah
3: goon FM yeah, yeah. what did you broadcast on oh, it was like pirate radio so it was like right down the band like 86.7 yeah. which I think what kiss yeah yeah FM does yeah and the guy that ran that station was a complete monkey what, yeah. what a turkey
1: that guy Oh, so you was. broadcast out of another dude's? Out
3: of the studio, yeah. out of the old Eon FM. Yeah. The studio's at Neighbours. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't get out of that joint, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, but that, look, the stand-up, like, touring with Trem was just awesome, man. Mm. We had such a great time mm. and- you know to be able to it's like djing for this man you yeah, know yeah. like you, you get to play music you actually re- so enjoy
1: yeah how'd you go did, did how many of the cuts did you have to oh do? i didn't
3: try to replicate any cuts nah.
1: whereas guys like wolsey
3: will do that and they'll do it incredibly yeah, well man, and they'll like, put their own
1: finesse to it and they'll put their own finesse you know. to it
3: like outstanding yeah. stuff i am just i'm not gonna try to. Replicate revolution, you know what I mean, or even and Prowler, revolution you know, too, like Prowler yeah. on the oh, cut. Um, that's right. I think Sheep was on cuts on one. No, really, DJ Sheep. Uh, I'm sure he had something to do with one of them. Could, no. could be wrong. No, maybe not. Maybe did he? No, he had something on that. Did album. he? Okay, maybe. Yeah. Could, maybe he I did. Know. I could be completely wrong. I should know this. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Trim. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know. Just sort of in terms of DJing, it was really just just playing the background. Just a couple of little jigger jiggers, a couple of like stab cuts, yeah. just to push it along. It was more so about keeping the music.
1: That's right, making sure everything drops and cueing on time. it in. That's right on time. Yeah. Like yeah.
3: when he did his a cappella, yeah, and on that last word, then bang, <laughs> bang, drop. Yeah. I think it was ever since I think we came yeah, in yeah, with yeah. afterwards that's or of something. One of my tracks, uh, oh, dude. That's yeah, dude. It's so dope. How good, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so it was really just trying to be on point for him, mm. and P was P Link um, was his hype man, that's and right. he was. He was fabulous, man. Oh,
1: yeah, for sure.
4: And, yeah.
3: like, there was one – I think there was one night, It might have been up here in Brizzy for the first one, where P's just come up to me at the decks, and I've just turned to him and gone, can you believe we're standing here doing this? <laughs> and he goes, "I know, I know, man. Something else. Yeah, yeah man. It was incredible. It. And, and the crowd here, like, the Brizzy crowd was crazy, man. Yeah. Like, I think was it was like 1,000 or 800 or something, maybe 800. Big night, yeah. Huge. Yeah. You don't see those numbers locally. Much yeah. anymore, oh no 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 unfortunately. no. Unfortunately, but um, yeah, that was that was, like you said, it was it was an absolute honour. Daunting. Yeah, man, I was shitting myself the whole yeah. time. Yeah. I'm using something I have no control over. I'm using a laptop. Mm. Vinyl's fine, like you know, you can manipulate it, you can stop it, and it'll do whatever you tell it to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Serato, man, you know, like when I go through the airport, is it going to wipe everything off the hard drive? Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But Gav, Gav. Was seminal in teaching me, How just the base And I'm basic at it, man. Like I don't know half of this. Yeah. Like three quarters of this shit that yeah. these proper DJs uh, know. But Gav was uh, DCE was seminal in in terms of teaching me that. on my like calling up, going, man, it's playing backwards. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Like this is what I'm practicing. Oh, what do I do? Goes yeah. just switch that over to there, change that around. You got your red and your white's in the wrong wrong channels. Oh, there you go. Great, yeah. fantastic. How do I keep it live? How do I do release? How do I do internal? All that stuff. So he he pretty much taught me. How all do you that. find
1: Serato, as a DJ? I I think it me, serves its purpose, obviously. But
3: I think personally, I don't DJ with Serato. With Serato, mm. I'll always do vinyl. But mm. I think as a DJ, not myself, but if you're a DJ for an MC, it's it's a no brainer yeah, yeah you gotta yeah. do it and, and like yeah. it's opened up the whole world of turntablism and it it's has. incredible yeah, yeah you know uh, CDJs and USB sticks I don't give two shits for mm. but um, yeah Serato like I fought it for so long and I think Trem fought it for so long yeah, and he goes yeah. mate I think we're gonna have to do it yeah, for the dude. gig and I'm like oh, why don't we just get some like you know test presses or something and
1: yeah Get some acetates and yeah. he's like, No, nah, I think we're gonna have to do it. And I went, Okay, cool. I and remember we did me, it
3: and we learned it and yeah me and
1: Lopsy went down to Rocking Horse and Hams had just gotten it and he was um like this would have been one of the early Serato the early versions or whatever, and me and Lopsy we were down there and fucking Hams is going, Okay, you calibrate this and he had this computer screen up and he goes, yeah, you go oh, calibrate the calibration, you yeah. calibrate this side with that side and me and Lopsy just stand there. I remember Lops going, Man, he's is like, fucking as if you fucking use this shit. Fuck, <laughs> fuck <laughs> this shit. like fucking man. <laughs> you know. And I'm just like, Man, this'll never take off yeah. can cunts use this shit. Like, even this will never fly. Get your fly. music in there. This, this will then, never boom, fly. It's digital, man. It like, can't yeah, be. It, yeah, you can't and then use fucking, it. <laughs> it was off, you know? Yeah, and, and it took yeah.
3: off and it, it made it so much easier for DJs backing up MCs. Yeah, yeah. And like I was saying earlier, you know, like playing off vinyl or trying to do cuts off vinyl with Bigfoot on stage, man, shit jumps everywhere. Yes. And with Serato, you can set it to internal or lock or whatever. I can't remember what it is, whatever yeah, yeah. that feature is. And it basically. It'll never skip. Yeah,
1: it's going nowhere. Yeah, oh, like great. You know? Yeah, absolutely. this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you well, know? you became an uncut record. You are now an uncut recording artist. You know, for in some way, shape, or form, you have a project being yes. released on uncut.
3: Releasing through, yeah. So yeah. I've got
1: a got a forty five. I mean, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you were a recording artist. You produced it. You. Yep. Yeah.
3: So I got an album coming out called um, Executions, mm. which is pretty much just a cut and paste tape. Yeah. You know, so it's like original beats, uh, heaps of movie samples, little DJ mixes, you know, just, you know, that classic sort of Yoda. Yeah. You know, uh, chop it up, put it in, just collage. I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe. Probably cut and paste is probably the best way to do it. So it's not a production album, Mm. but it does have original production on it. Uh, It started off just being like a DJ mix and I played it. I played a section of it to Trem about five years ago. And he went, dude, what's this? And I'm like, oh, it's just something I've been fucking with. I'm sort of sick of what I'm hearing. I just wanted to make some stuff myself. Mm. He goes, man, I want to hear more. That's mm. something that Uncut would be interested in. Mm. And um, yeah, I just kept working on it and doing bits and adding and all that. And he just he just took it on board. Yeah, And we've been working on this like, for five years, I guess. Yeah, yeah on and off um, you know because it's all my sort of era of rap it's all like, like late 80s and <laughs> early 90s so you know it's never, yeah. it's not gonna date if I don't release it tomorrow because yeah, it's yeah. old anyway <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah
5: true
2: true
3: true <laughs> and uh, what he's done with this project is just, he's just taken it to a whole new mm. level same as Joshy Joshy's had massive input as, input into it as well mm. so as Vegas mm. you know like uh, Lenny, as well, there's mm. only a couple of rappers on there. Yeah. Um, but it's oh man, it's, it's kind of a hard one to explain. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. not a mixtape. Yeah, I certainly don't want it to be called a mixtape yeah. because it's not there's but- no like shout outs like <laughs> yo, you're tuned into like Jake Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, like,
3: yeah. Yo, what up, you know? Yeah. But um, But
1: definitely the cut and paste thing. Yeah, I love easiest. I love and that stuff, man. Yeah, and I like I remember Lopsy, I'd never heard that shit. Lopsy playing me DJ, just cut and paste. Uh, and like, ah dude it's, it's so nice. It's just dope. random, it just it's, means
3: you can go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You can go I can I can go from comedy, go to dissing. like I've yeah. got some disses on there as well. Yeah. You know, just hacking on a few shit dudes, yeah, but you know that's yeah. all good. <laughs>
1: yeah. Will the forty you're um you're releasing a forty five soon. Forty five. Will that be? Is that included on this, or is that just separate? It,
3: no, that'll be on. That'll be on executions okay, as well. Sick. So I originally started off as just a cassette. Yeah. And then it sort of just grew yeah, over yeah. time, and with what Trem had been putting into it, it's like man, I, I you know, if I was to play what I would have put out three years ago compared to what's now, it's it's ridiculous difference. Yeah. And that's all to him, man. Like yeah. what he's done with it and the amount of time he's spent on it. Cause you know, you're looking you know, you're looking in the program, in the sequencer on, on the computer that he's mixing on, and there's like it there might be like forty stems on some things. Mm. Just because there's just so many samples. Yeah, it's, it's densely
1: just layered. It's hugely, hugely so simple. much going yeah. on.
3: And all, like, used all hardware. So it was just yeah. like, you know, synths, drum machines, MPC, you know, samples from VHS. Yeah. From- uh, well, did it, did it give
1: did it give you the opportunity to get into your um vast library, your vast collection, yes. and yeah. start utilising that? Like you know, like you said, it's it's not original, but it is because you're essentially like you're 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 putting a modern take on things. You're reappropriating what's already. It's a sample. It's the, the same premise behind sampling. You're yeah. reappropriating what it is and putting yeah. it out there. You know, like yeah. you're giving it a modern face. You know, giving it a new yeah. face. You yeah. know, like oh, it's it's and your collection, dude. Like I really like fuck. Man man like <laughs> you know like it's it's something else and you are a wealth yeah. of knowledge on music you are a fucking almanac you know just like, a fan
3: man yeah that's fan, all exactly. i'm just yeah, a, fan, a fan. fan you know Straight and up. the whole concept behind executions was uh, to hopefully piss some people off mm. um and the premise was to really just use what i had in this in the in the shed mm. just go okay i'm only gonna make it from what's around me here mm. I know, you always dig and you find something and it moves on to something else. But it was pretty much just put this shit to use Mm. that's surrounding you the whole time you're in the shed. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah.
3: And and it was fun. And it just, because it's cut and paste, you can just go anywhere. You can change the mood. You can change the thing. You're not sort of stuck into a category of, you know, a typical album or whatever, which uh, no problem with whatsoever. But this is just fun because you're like, you go, okay, I'll sample that little bit. I'll go from there to there. Oh, shit. Oh, what if I just put that in? Yeah. It'd be something completely irrelevant to what yeah. you just did, but it kind of works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you certainly, know? certainly. It's, There's no rules to it. No, and it's th- there is no rules, and mm. I think that's what I liked about it. And that, that's what was fun, and I think that's what it attracted uh Trem to the project as yeah. well. That you something know, different that's, for Uncut. Yeah, too. it's yeah. not it, like I said. It's not a production album. It's not mm. a mixtape. Mm. So it's it's quite a unique yeah project. If I can say that about my own shit, that sounds weird, but yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just fun, man. It's just fun. Like, it's, you know, uh, really just made it for fucking, you know, the people you know just to put in the whip. That's right. Drive around and listen to it. Yeah. Because it's yeah. very fast. Yeah. Yeah. It moves very quick. Yeah, you
1: know. I like, think it's I think it's perfect for the way people like we often talk about. You know, the way attention we, span, man. You, know, there like, you have <laughs> it. The way we engage with our music these days, there is so much going on. There is so many days, so densely laid. It moves at such a pace. Like, and this is the last time I heard. Obviously, it's probably yeah. fucking changed a million times since then. You know, oh yeah, yeah. I, I played it to you,
3: played you stuff like three years ago. I mean, yeah, I probably yeah. played Biggie stuff four years ago. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And, yeah, and, and um. Yeah, man. It just kept evolving, and it's gone off. It's We got the test press back. It's sounding good. Mm. It's sounding
1: great, actually. Yeah. And um, Can we talk on the 45? Can you talk about who you've got involved? and?
3: Yeah, I think can we can. Can you
1: announce that yet? Or Yeah, I think yeah. we can.
3: Yeah. Um, Percy P.
1: Yeah, so you're putting out a 45. Yeah. Produced by you, featuring produced Percy by me. P. The Rhyme Inspector. The
3: Rhyme Inspector, Percy P. Yeah. With 2 Buck
1: on the cut. DJ 2 Buck. Oh, dude. Oh, you two buck. He DJ'd on um, uh, Trim Shit. He was another one. Yeah. He has cuts and on. And Kings Connected.
3: He? No, Kings Connected. He didn't DJ on uh, For the Term? Mm.
1: Oh, I thought he had cuts on For the Term. Oh, shit.
3: Can you edit this if I got it wrong?
1: <laughs> 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 no, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. yeah, you're probably right. Kings Connected. Yeah, he is no, on.
3: Definitely Kings, King's Connected. connected. Well, oh, I
1: thought he was on fucking For the Term. I thought um, he might have been the other DJ. Yeah. Yeah, I could be wrong,
3: though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Buck's on it and it's it's kind of a different sort of structure. It's like 16 bars of Percy and then it was supposed to be 16 bars of Buck on the cut and he just went... Can I extend it so mm. it's like sixteen Percy, thirty two Buck in the middle of the song just is fucking thirty two eh? bars <laughs> yeah. of Buck just That's getting crazy loose, shit. yeah, yeah, and then Percy comes on for the for the last sixteen,
1: yeah. And I'm blessed to have heard it and fucking it's Percy, it's fucking Percy P, man. It's vintage, it's, yeah. It's like lung collapsing
3: lyric shit, man. yeah, 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 straight up. And he was amazing to deal with, man. Like a uh, Skype and yeah, he just like just talk to you for hours, yeah. man. You're like
1: I'm talking about yeah <laughs> dude can I like you know just I, we'll finish up on your fucking and we'll have to wrap it up now it's starting to you know get on obviously everyone's got things to do yeah. What well, we're at two and a half hours already Shit. Jesus uh, fucking Christ oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't even know <laughs> Christ, I, thought it was like, I thought we were pushing two I was like didn't we start at like fucking three or something I was just looking going oh fuck we must be pushing two but um, fuck okay yeah. um, and Wolsey on the B side of Scratch and Track and Wolsey yeah yeah, doing yeah. the Scratch Track yeah. dude I've always found you to be synonymous with sort of west coast and yeah. southern rap yeah dude who were some of your favourite east coast artists like I your collection is, oh, You've got everything my in there va- Who do you go to From the East Coast When you well, choose favorite to Well my favourite producer From the East Coast Is Paul
3: C Yes wow. 100% Yeah 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 um, I love all that Philly fast rap From like yeah. the, You know The 80s stuff Late 80s uh, In terms of East Coast stuff you know, I was huge on like Blase Blase. Oh, really? Love that stuff, man. Yeah. Like that 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 was my shit. You know, I I'd, I always love um, yeah, organized confusion. Yeah, all of the course. classics, finesse. You know, all those guys. But you love put me onto stuff.
1: so many. Like, dude, remember you used to email, like, email me. You used to send me those fucking CDs. You'd send me like fucking ten CDs. You'd burn some shit up, like Pudgy the Fat Bass. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Brothers of the Black Market. Yeah. Fucking, uh, I think you sent me the Bums for the first time. We bums is Coast. West Coast. We- that's West Coast, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Brothers Under Madness. But yeah. like some of the shit you put me up on, I was like, well, um, fucking, what was the shit that fucking Large Pro did some early production on? Um, oh, Power Rule. Power Rule. Yeah. Like, shit. Yeah, that stuff's crazy, eh? Hey? Dude, bro, <laughs> like, you put me onto so much here. Yeah, like, yeah. dude, seriously, you've oh. been a mentor and a fucking oh, man, I just, just an amazing guide you know, through life. Like, like, someone that I can, you know, sort of, like I said, pick up the phone and just be on the phone to for two hours. Yeah. And, but, you know.
3: Yeah, you know, Lenny taught me years ago, like, music's there to be shared. Yeah. And as DJs, all we're doing is playing other people's music. Mm, we mm, don't own this shit. Mm. A lot of people pretend they do, mm. but we don't. We're Mm. just playing someone else's songs, man. Like, you know, we gotta keep that in perspective as well. And I think, you know, like what
1: Ronan does, with, with Hippo Rex and... Can we just fucking Can we get Ronan on the mic Just quickly Just towards oh, We've got to wrap it up now Biggie do you don't mind episode. Cheers we've, brother We've got to
2: do an episode With him I think Yeah because I'd love film.
1: To just fucking do You've been broadcasting In Melbourne for 15 years Or you're about to celebrate 15 years of Next Hippo month, Rex. month Next yeah, month. month And I apologise It's taken yeah. to fucking Near three hours To get you onto the mic Because well, I wanted uh, to get you on earlier so But I didn't realise We'd gone for so long so Definitely solo episode. Yeah I, yeah. So I yeah, actually it's... said to him I said like maybe We do a fucking swap We do like You know we'll do a Hippo Rex And he does a bit. Ronan is
3: to due today and I just sat down and listened. Yeah, yeah. well, he was you supposed to go home. Ronan's <laughs> yes. flight got cancelled. Right. Yeah, Ronan's yeah. flight got cancelled and shit on. like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thanks dude, yes. where did
1: that. Um, like, were you, involved, were you involved in radio and shit back home? Or, no, like, I'm you know, I'm, Melbourne's obviously home now. but, Yeah, 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 you know. yeah.
4: Like, has been for nearly 20 years. But, yeah. no, never, man. And, no. yeah, I just got fortunate. It was an accident that I just sort of just managed. Just into it. 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 I did, man. It was yeah. just, yeah. yeah. It was a gift, you know, so. Yeah. Did
1: you fill in for someone initially? Or how did you find up? how did you wind up in, P, or did you start in Triple R, PBS? No, it like was where,
4: Peebs. It was always Peebs. Yeah. And it was... Um, he's got the lingo. Yeah, he's got Peebs. <laughs> Peebs. Dude, <laughs> the dude was leaving. He was, I think, he, when I, he was North American. I don't know if he was a Yank or a Canadian, but he was leaving to go to Germany to study. Yeah. And that's the that's the only reason why I know it was September, because it was the start of the semester. Yeah. And he was, it was called out and he was leaving, and I had done a few... Graveyard shifts, yeah, and the program manager there, Sophie Best. You know, she obviously knew, or I had sort of pitched the idea that it was, you know, mad into music, and I'm into all sorts of music. But um, at that time, I was becoming a bigger lover of hip hop, yeah. and it just, yeah, I just got lucky. He left and I w- waltzed in, man. Yeah, other yeah. people have done it harder and never got a show, and I just got lucky. Man. Yeah. Has it always
1: been a hip hop based show, Hip Hop Rex?
4: The fillings were, and with the, the old magazine, you'll see it, um, Hippopotamus Rex, hip hop uh soul, funk, and rare groove, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then once I got the once it was um you know the proper i think my f- sat Friday night or something, it became strictly hip hop so yeah, it yeah. was yeah yeah, but see your role in Melbourne like uh
1: has become fundamental, like you've become a real important broadcaster for you know dude like let's, oh, look, let's you know like 15 years yeah. man really in a role like no one wants to accept the praise like he yeah, won't yeah, accept yeah, the praise you yeah. won't accept the praise but that's longevity dude and yeah. that's putting people on and that's supporting the music like sure. you know when you did an interview with Lays I tuned in I told, told you about the Kings Connected interview yes. I was like wow man yeah. you did that before I did a Kings Connected interview yeah. like you know it's like and it was a crazy interview like you're talking to Kings Connected about the role of someone like Chubbs so you're sort of talking yeah. similar shit that we're talking. Like, yeah, you're trying yeah. to get into the nitty gritties of, like, oh,
4: you're the fan, you know? Well, like, I am the farmer, but I also get a lot of help from the other track farm, like, uh, this guy sitting next to me. Exactly. Hader, yeah. uh yeah, Certainly. Deadly. Yeah, yeah. Slap 618 Deadly. and Rawlsie. So yeah. there's uh, a... Deadly. Well, Deadly. Deadly? Deadly. <laughs> when, <I'm, laughs> when I'm doing it's research, I can go straight accent. to these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's... Yeah. It's a collaboration. It's a community, a family, whatever you want to call yeah, it. You yeah. know? So, it's, mm. but as you, as he said, as you said, mm. excuse me. Right. A fan. Yeah. I just yeah. got, I got lucky. Yeah. I'm a fan, and I love the music, man. always been involved in music. I don't mean yeah. to interrupt. Uh, I was back in the back in Belfast. It was um, we had this uh, punk collective. Yes. that Brought bands over. So yeah. Um, I might leave those sort of stories until the... Yeah, till we do one. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Because yeah. I'd love to have you, we can do it via Skype or whenever sometime. Yeah, no, no, I'd come time. back up, man. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, This is the second time I've been here. So. Yeah, I yeah. think you're coming
3: up
1: again every Shit, year for yeah. the weekend. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
1: that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> and what about, like, just, just with hip-hop, is hip-hop sort of, obviously it's not new to you now, but it's fucking, is it is was that where, is that your origins? Not so much No, punk? no,
4: no. Uh, uh, Sort of, cause I, you know, I always had a, you know, like most people, it's your big brother that yeah. you know gets you into it, and it was mm. punk, yes, and hip hop, and back then they were dovetailed. Yeah, yeah, certainly, dude, certainly the 100%. attitude, yeah, how you brought, how you created things. That's right. You know what I mean? So the they DIY always, ethic that it, absolutely, absolutely approached to both. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I, I think a lot of people don't really see that or they don't
1: i think they fucking miss it because i've dude i've listened to huge amounts of punk metal and all that sort of shit like and as i've grown as i've become an adult like there was points in time where you know i had a band i had fucking different things like that but you know you couldn't be you you were like a fucking you're a hip-hop head or you were this like that's all you yeah. could fucking be as you become an adult you go man this is just music there's only two forms of music good and bad mm-hmm. like that's all the fuck there is man like there's good music there's bad music you know yep. and Dude, you've been down there supporting fucking good music for so many fucking years. Yeah. You know? oh, I appreciate
4: that, man. Oh, and look, we appreciate it, you. The praise is a, a little bit uncomfortable, mm. but um, I, I sort of like to sort of sit in the sides and not get exposed. And, and I don't want to be dragged in. I, I'm not part of the industry. I don't, I don't get dragged no, no, into. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I've made some really good friends with key people, but not very few. So I uh, it's not a job. Mm. Um if it became a job i wouldn't do it man because mm. you know the fun element would leave the yeah, fan man. element that's, that's i don't want to be sorry how do you
1: maintain over 15 years dude man doing that radio show every troughs, week dude. yeah you know
4: yeah. family stuff comes into you do you know what i mean you know personal things uh you know sometimes you you know doubt comes into your head whether you're doing it for you know is it still what people want to hear mm. um am i being too repetitive but um Yeah, I suppose as you get older, you sort of those uh, those um, you know those thoughts disappear, and you become more uh, proficient and confident. You know what I mean in what you're doing, and then it just plateaus out, and then circles, man. Yeah, Yeah, shit just comes around again. This shit will come around again. It's it's having a bit of a dip at the minute, you know, quality quality ways, I think. Um, But you know, it'll come back, man. Yeah, yeah, always will. Yeah, yeah do you have any like broadcasting for 15 fucking years, dude, we just started
1: doing this shit, man. And we still yeah. can't even really fucking, <laughs> yeah. Some days, like I was telling Heath yesterday, some days I'm like, fuck, what am I doing, man? Like, am I really yeah. doing this shit? Yeah. Like, you know, like, like fuck, yeah, I'm supposed to rap. Keep, you you know, keep like keep
3: doing it, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, you know, in
1: some days I just go fucking Jesus Christ. Like, you know, like what are we doing? Like, I know Russ has had those moments recently. Like, you know, yeah. like it's like, fuck man, it's, it's work, you know? And it's, but it's it's a labor of love oh, like totally, it's man, absolutely yeah. 100% labor of yeah. love that's why we do it do do you have any like advice man like broadcasting what you're listening to what you're hearing can you would you go fucking try this angle try this like um, approach like, i suppose I, I've advice always,
4: the only advice i could give you is and i know you're a massive fan of it is to keep up with being interested because mm. that's a lot a lot of times i i well i only play music that i like right yeah I only really interview people that I want to interview, that i that I get giddy about, and I want to and I want to ask them the questions. Yeah. I want to, you know, uh, you know, just be the fanboy and ask yeah, the, those yeah. things. So yeah. it's just being a fan, man. That's and, it. and and yeah, yeah, just just maintain.
1: That's it, dude. That's yeah. it. That's it. And that's I suppose that's what it is, hey. Like you just, <clears throat> you know, you become a part of the discussion, and you,
4: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And <laughs> you be know, honest yeah. about it, man. I mean, like, hey. You know, through all my flaws, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm certainly not a DJ. I always class myself as a broadcaster. Yeah, I'm not the best broadcaster, but uh, I think the passion just sort of moves you forward and keeps you going. And That's to it. be honest, you know, to talk in this accent to somebody from, like when when I did it with uh, Finesse and uh, Extra P, you oh, know. no
1: shit. Did you have them on?
4: Yeah, it was over the phone. And oh, I thought, wow. fuck, how's this going to go? Uh, like, like with a lot of the Americans, the accent over the phone maybe a bad connection yeah but you always seem to you know Persevere. get the message through that's right and then you know with interviews like that as well it's they open up and they'll give you a few gems here and there and that's just it's a great thing you know yeah, yeah yeah, and then you would compare it to say the king's connected one yeah. that was face to face yeah we had so much time which i think is the mm. good thing about this here man yeah, it's exactly. long form yeah, yeah it gets the juice out man it, they just flow yeah and yeah. you go Excuse me, you go off on your, you know, your tangents. You go off on your tangents, bring it back, he does, yeah, yeah. whatever, you know. It's yeah, yeah. Well, you know, well, I was trying to stop those tangents and it was actually tri- <laughs>
1: dude, oh, I was, and it was actually Trem that told me that those tangents are kind of good. Keep it, man, man. It was well, like, it's, it's, it's like those tangents are like but inner, it's natural, it's just the conversation. Like the conversation it's just fucking goes. Your, like you know? your
3: listeners are getting exposed to artists that they like or don't like, or whatever, yeah. but they get a another side, a deeper side that you can't do in a five minute phone interview. So yeah, yeah. I think that's why this is incredible incredibly relevant yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, well
1: we uh, we can only guys, do it because yeah. of people like you's that have fucking done a biggie like yeah, prosper's right. coming up like you know you Word. know you know we've got fucking dude it's a fucking crazy studio right now we've got trav's got a missus <laughs> she's here <laughs> you know like fuck it's a it's a crazy fucking thing going on here and it's been a it's been a fucking beautiful afternoon like a beautiful afternoon and man what is the future for hippo rex like the next 15 years?
4: Well, we'll have the likes of Walsy coming in once a month, man. So mm. that was, you know, the technical side of things were just totally ramped up. And a massive thank you to Slab618 for yeah, what putting him you. on, man. Mm. He just, this kid came into the, I shouldn't really call him kid now, because he probably knocked the living daylights, you know I me. Mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, he sort of racked up to uh, Union Heights one day and then... That was it, man. He that just was got it. involved. That's what we all met him through, Frank. Mm-hmm. He does them once a month. He was Kings Connected's DJ for their national tour. So yeah, you know, and he yeah. he's man, he's killer on the yeah, cut. Yeah. Like he's yeah. yeah we, we really wanted to bring can him back do radio because I haven't heard what What's
1: he, up. I can Does he do radio? He like, does, does film. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do so no, no, yeah, yeah, he does film. He fills in. he does once a month. He yeah. talk yeah.
4: less. Oh, but he, even if I'm sick or something like. Mm. You get fellin, he get fellin as well. But I got to do it tomorrow night, don't yeah, I? Yeah, you do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where can um, people find Hippo Rex?
1: Is it available? You can stream it on PBS.
4: www.pbsfm.org.au. Yeah. Uh, you can get radio on demand, so it goes back. I think it's a couple of years, you know, so yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we can, it would be hard to filter it if you want to hear a certain interview. So or whatever, basically
3: but as but soon as the show finishes, it's up on up online straight yes. away to listen yeah, yeah, to,
1: yeah. Yeah. to stream. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Boys, any sort of parting thoughts? Any fucking parting words? It's been an honor, man. It's been good to spend uh, time think, with you this weekend. Thank Heath. you, good to see you. Again, to biggie, see you, thank you Amazing. very much for picking these boys up. And yeah, thanks down for driving it. us, V. Because yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't brother. get to that today, so I greatly appreciate it, brother. I really, <laughs> <laughs> truly do. And for hanging out, man, for sitting here for three hours and wait, I didn't realize we were at this for <laughs> oh, so long. Sorry, and that's word that's to prosper for coming it. through, man. We have got a big shout to you, dude. Making great fucking music, man. truly, truthfully, yeah, absolutely. Brought some beers by the studio, so definitely, man.
3: Nah, cool. Thanks, thanks so much well, for having us, the bro. Be on the, the look,
1: yeah. Be on the lookout for um, the fucking upcoming forty-five on Uncut by Uncut. Heater, produced by Heater, featuring mm-hmm. the rhyme inspector Percy P, DJ Two Buck, Um Trav. Anything to say?
2: Go back and look up Heater's fucking film clips because he, yeah, he yeah, made a fucking massive yeah. footprint in the industry.
1: Oh, oh huge man, huge, huge, bigfoot. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pun intended. All right. Well, fucking boys, thank you so much. Have thank a safe you trip so back much to Melbourne. Keep fellas. doing what you're doing. Much do respect. And much respect. Love and to love. you guys and that's a wrap. Heater, Ronan, Bigfoot, Prosper, everyone. Let's be out.